SpecFicMedia.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast with hosts E.G. Holyfield, Christiana Ellis, Chooch, Viv, and Nuchus. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of SpecFicMedia.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. It is Wednesday... May the 13th, 14th, 14th, and last Sunday we had uh, episode 6 of season 4, Laws of Gods and Men. Uh, I am joined this evening currently by three of our hosts, our three other hosts besides myself, and we might be joined, we might be joined by Nutty as well, at least for a a uh, short bit, but uh, she is busy this evening. As you can tell, we have uh, we have a non-video version of Christiana. That's right. Uh, but we have her voice and her great thoughts on this episode. So that is well, I don't know about great, but you do have my thoughts. So everyone is entitled to judge their greatness on their own <laughs> uh, scale. Well, I, I judge I judge you to be worthy. Oh, nice. Preemptively, even. Preemptively worthy. Wow. <laughs> and we also have Viv. How are you, Viv? Good. You ready for Balticon? No, but I'm excited anyway. Good. And Chooch, how you doing, Chooch? I'm doing great this evening. Awesome. I said a few minutes ago, this will be the question for chooch episode because yes. uh, we have several questions oh. of <laughs> what he uh thinks might happen or uh yes, you know, yes guesses yes. of things i want to hear what he his initial thoughts on certain things which we'll get to um a a uh i guess a preemptive strike for uh for next episode uh because of balticon we are going to do something uh, different for next week. We are going to first, uh, instead of doing a Wednesday night full show uh, next Sunday, after the showing of episode seven, we will have a um, a shorter episode, maybe 45 minutes or so, just to talk about our initial views, first viewing reactions to the show. Uh, we'll go as deep as, as we want to just from, you know, our first viewing. But okay, uh, yeah. And then uh, instead of having a show Wednesday, we're going to do that on, on Sunday right after the show because we're going to have our live show at Balticon, which will be actually, if you are going to Balticon, it will be Sunday evening uh, at 9 p.m. in the Chesapeake Room. Uh, so that'll be uh, what we'll do. We'll do, we have 50 minutes there to do. Uh, we'll, that'll be a more targeted uh, show, a little bit about episode seven, but then uh, we'll you know, do questions from the audience. Uh, probably have a couple questions up my sleeve just to throw out, to talk about with the crew, but, uh, we'll do it that way. If you are watching, um, or listening before next Sunday and you want to send an email to, uh, btw at specficmedia.com or post on the site, any questions you would like us to answer, uh, at the live show, uh, do that. And we will try to, uh, bring those up. Uh, well, I have a Sunday. question. Here's have the question. question. First question from Christiana. 
Ah, uh, can you say that all again? I wasn't listening. <laughs> Just, we, uh, he's going to send us an email. I'm sure we'll get an email, honey. Uh, uh, that was half joke from the Lego movie, but uh, yeah, I, I yes. will confess I was. I, I will. I'll need to follow up with you for the more precise details. Um, I think I, I'm Sorry. trying to fix my uh, picture. It still won't be video, but uh, I'm I'm going to drop out of the call and and hop right back in. Okie dokie. I'll be, I'll be back. Promises, promises. Okay, so while she's gone, maybe let everybody know that if they're going to be at Balticon and they go, holy shit, why are they doing a panel at 9 o'clock on Sunday night when that's when Game of Thrones airs? That's not a problem mm. because that's the week that there's no Game of Thrones episode. So it's okay, guys. Come join us. We'll get our geek on. We'll talk about it. It'll be okay. We'll get through this long week without them. Yes, I was. Weekend. Well, HBO I'm back, but it us. didn't work, so. <laughs> oh, bummer. What, I said, see what HBO does for us. Yeah, I, I know. That was sweet of them. I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, they, they scheduled our live show when Game of Thrones is on. That's horrible. <laughs> I got to say, there's nobody. The nutty, nutty uh, save the day by reminding me that I'm an idiot and to look at a schedule. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they would have come anyways, PG. That's why people come I'm to the sure, con is to geek out together. That's it. Um, so to recap for Christiana, who wasn't listening earlier, <laughs> <laughs> next Sunday we're going to have a short show right after the uh, East oh, Coast tele- uh, televised. You don't really have to recap if you just explain it to everybody else. No, it's okay. <laughs> just for you because I don't want you to be left behind. Okay. Quick show Saturday. <laughs> 10 o'clock. No show next Wednesday because we're having our live Balticon show on Sunday. So, got it? Okay. There we 10 go. 10 o'clock Sunday. Nine o'clock, yes, 10 o'clock this Sunday yeah. too for our recap Google Hangout, which we will I will schedule that right after we're done with this. Uh, so, we're going to do actually something a little different because... I know everybody liked this episode. If you didn't, you wouldn't be on this show talking about Game of Thrones. So we're not <laughs> going to do our initial view, our initial reaction, whatever, uh, of the show. We're just going to jump right into it. That's pretty uh, presumptuous of you. See, now she's going to pick it apart. I know, she's going to pick it apart. Her rating went from like eight to Fine. three, like that. <laughs> no, you're actually absolutely correct, but yeah, it's still I, presumptuous. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> He's the grump. But, I'm grumpy and I'm going to do what I want and we're going <laughs> to jump right in. Um, we might as well talk about the most amazing thing of the entire show. And that was Bravos on the damn map. So um, the little coin going down the little track and then spinning <laughs> around the little cup. That was, uh, that was awesome. I was very happy to see that in the, in the statue, the Lord of the Rings statue. It's very, very cool. Or the yeah. lost the lost statue with just the little foot, and then <laughs> later on you see the whole statue. <laughs> well, and the extra thing about the foot and lost was that it had six toes. There you go. Well, maybe Which the, means maybe nothing regarding... <laughs> but, uh, yes, it was um, a cool graphic... Um, leading into the show, which was cool, and then opened right into one of Davos's ships sailing underneath the statue going into Bravos, and we have our uh, talk about Grumpy. 
that Stannis is just grumpy man <laughs> standing on the boat, Looking pacing around the bank. He's just uh, not a happy man. So, uh, Christian, what did you think about that whole the whole scene with, in the bank, in the Iron Bank, with our our friend Mark Gaddis? I was very <laughs> happy to see uh, the, the main banker. Well, you know what, I have stated expressly in the past that I am a Stannis skeptic, mm-hmm. but I will confess Davos has me half sold after that speech. Yeah. Well, okay. Can you clarify though, for those that haven't heard your stance before, do you? Oh, just that I, I like Davos his... an awful lot, but I've always thought that he should find someone better than Stannis to follow. But he but made some good points. If... I'm asking if it's because you don't think he's the heir to the throne or. Oh, no, no, no. Clearly, I think like it, a, if we want to oh. f- talk about like legitimate succession or whatever, then then, yeah, I think he's got the claim. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, that is pretty low on the list as far as qualifications in my book. Right. Um, right. So because I mean, after all, Robert wasn't didn't have the claim. He took it by force. Yeah. So this is like this is only what, 17 years later. I mean, why, why is why why is that the sole deciding factor? So I'm not. Um, uh, so I will certainly say yes in terms of the rules and the laws of, of succession. Since we happen to know that Joffrey and also Tommen were illegitimate, it would go to Stannis. However, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, that said, just the point that. Um, if anyone is going to potentially um, actually sit on the throne and do so responsibly, it might actually be him yeah. with the mild caveat that there is the whole red woman, Lord of light thing, which <laughs> yeah. could cause problems. But like I said, just, I thought Davos gave a hell of a speech um, and I don't blame the uh, iron bank for finding it persuasive also. And also just, I, I like, that we've now seen some of Bravos because Bravos is cool and I want to see more Bravos. Yeah. Uh, my first thought is that I, I should have been cast in the, in, in that episode <laughs> because those two other bankers sitting beside, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, anybody could have played them because they had nothing. Yeah. To do, so I think they should have, I hope they, they probably were, con- want to contest. were contest. Yeah. I hope they were contest winners. Cause right. that, that, was, that right. was awesome. <laughs> And I, I did, even though he didn't say the words, you know, the Lannisters pay their debts. You know, he 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 worded it. Davos worded it. You know, they they always say they they um uh talk. He doesn't talk about or talking about Stannis. He says he doesn't talk about paying people back. He 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 does it, and that's when he shows his hand for the mm-hmm. second time, just to uh, as that ex- exclamation point. Boom! Mic drop. Yeah. Remind us all. Oh yeah, he has no right. fingers. He's yep. that douchebag. Yeah, the guy that brought him food lost his fingertips. Mm. So my <laughs> first question for Chooch tonight is actually about that. Uh, what happens at the end of the scene? Um, <laughs> so the idea is that um, you know they're, they're trying to convince them to get money. Obviously, he gives some money to to uh Salador later but um do you think that um what do you what do you think that the that the decision of of you know Mycroft Holmes there um was it that 
you know, did they, do you think that they decided to fully back, you know, Stannis and his claim and whatever, or are they just sort of playing both sides just to see, or what do you yeah. think that the decision was? Or? Showing up in the next scene with a big bag of money implied to me that they're backing them. It was a very stirring speech. Well, <laughs> and who knew that Davis's punishment would end up being like the most persuasive point that was made in that whole meeting. That literally was the mic drop. It was like, here's collateral or whatever you want. You know, here's whatever you sign on the loan. No fingers. You know, it's like pretty, very <laughs> goddamn convincing. I like it. No fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no uh, wonder you dropped the I mic. Just, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think it's it's a beautiful irony there. But um, you know, Mark Gaddis, who we talked about, he's one of the co-creators of uh, the BBC Sherlock Holmes. Done a lot with uh, Doctor Who as well, I think. Um, but uh, he, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, he's just perfect to play that part. And then I, I love the line where they're talking about the. Uh, you know, your books are filled with words like usurper and madman and blood, right? And our books are, are filled with numbers <laughs> less <laughs> right. open, less open to interpretation. Those yeah. are, yes. Um, and I, I, I particularly like the idea that he says the line, Oh, you know, when he, when Davos calls him Lord, you know, Lord, um, is it Tycho, Tycho, is that his type? No, I don't think I ever picked it up. <laughs> it's something like that. I don't remember precisely, but I, yeah, it is but, something um, like that, I think. But he calls him Lord, and then he's like, oh, we're not lords here. But the entire time, they're sitting in these big throne-like chairs, mm-hmm. and they're making them sit in these little you know, marble slabs that are yeah. you know, three feet lower. Park and benches. Yeah, I just thought it was... Controlling the world, and nobody realizes it. Yep. So are you watching the Q&A chat, you guys? There's a lot, oh, of, a lot of hellos. Thank you. A lot of hellos thank going you. on over there. I can, had not opened it up. If somebody can look on. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Mike. On, Hi, uh, um, we have Mike McCauley saying Stannis and Red Lady mm-hmm. versus Danny and Dragons. The ultimate PPV event. Yeah, <laughs> PPV. Oh, pay-per-view. I was and thinking yeah, PVP uh, in a video game. <laughs> Uh, no, I think he pay-per-view. was talking pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm sure. Nicole yes. says hi, and she says, if you guys are on Sunday night, I'm on panels at 9 and 10 over on the science track. Boo. So yeah. she's not going to be able to be there for mm-hmm. us, and we're going to have to miss whatever that panel is. I'm sure it's going to be awesome and great for competing with us, Nicole. <laughs> if I was on video, Ouch. you would see my sad face. I know. <laughs> that blew uh, like- Mike McCauley says red tongue. So we have a red tongue this evening. Chooch, is that right? Oh, good God. <laughs> yes, we sir, we do. Yes, sir, we do. What did you well, have? Well, it's a thing now, right? Yeah, I know. Got to have oh a different I color. I need to go buy week. more Jolly Ranchers. Oh, gee. Get some sour apples for next next time. God, can like I just the way you think. die on your tongue? Is it easy well, that way? Rick Myers says hello. Nutty says sorry that she's not here. Sheriff Bullock says grumpy face. I don't see PG anywhere. I'm grumpy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about why I'm grumpy in a, in a bit. But not, I love the not too much to be grumpy about. But do you like my grumpy little icon over here? Uh, <laughs> it's gonna get the video pulled from YouTube, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't see. Oops. No. Um, as long as I don't monetize it, I think I'm okay. I, I'm not even able to uh, change my little uh, picture. It's not updating based on my uh, profile pic. 
and I can't uh, turn on uh, the lower third either. I will put you in my mind. Everything's ruined. Uh, I love uh, Mike McCauley's uh, comment. Typing tonight's Q&A in WordStar 4.0 for DOS. <laughs> well said, well said. On its Any, own. Anybody that, watched, uh, anybody that watched George R. R. Martin on uh, Conan last night knows that uh, he said that he types or he does his all his manuscripts in WordStar 4.0. So mm-hmm. there you old go. computers never break. Old computers never break. Don't it's worry about that spell check stuff. None no. of that. It's I'm so also just long. thinking, no wonder he takes so long to write yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. He says it's his fastest process, but, you know, uh-huh. he hasn't, he doesn't <laughs> like all the help he gets. I think, did you see it, Christian? Thank you for the heads I, up I, on that, I'll PG, confess by I the way. I didn't watch it, so I, I can't really. It was good. It was a nice interview. I'm happy to say that he's looking trim and healthy since the last time I saw him. Walking around a room, so nice. Keep it up. <laughs> From there, unless anybody had anything else to talk about that particular scene, we move as as previously said. We moved on to the boobs of the episode. Uh, well, we had more later, but um, it was nice. <laughs> My first comment was, oh, "It's nice to see boobs, and there's not raping going on." So that was nice to have a <laughs> uh, just a a, a normal H- boobs. HBO boob boobs. shots. So very happy about that. Yeah. Consensual boobs. Uh, Consensual boobs. <laughs> we have Salvador Sand telling the oldest pirate joke in the in the world. Yeah, no doubt. Even <laughs> I was groaning. It wasn't new to me. Aww. Well, that's I'm good. Sorry. Why didn't you ever tell me that joke? No, no, no. <laughs> and then uh, I was, you know, you're watching, and I'm like, well, is it was that actually in the book, or is that just a joke I've heard a hundred times? And and uh, and I think it was just a joke that's all that's always been out there about pirates, but who knows? But uh, a good scene there. Uh, my favorite line being, uh, "You're not my friend, my friend." <laughs> that was he talks, about, <laughs> he talks about leaving a big <laughs> big pile of gold at uh, Salador's wife's uh, house or what have you. So, God forbid yeah. the babies eat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had the the, the cool looking gold. Dicks. That was that was pretty uh pretty modern looking for 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 Westeros or Essos in this case. Kind of so. mix in gold pressed latinum. <laughs> yeah, crossover. Yeah. <laughs> they yep. violated the Prime Directive. Those are actually just foil wrapped Kit Kats. Yeah. <laughs> roll a roll to your friend. <laughs> so, did anybody have anything else about the the that particular scene? I mean, it's. Did uh, what was your thoughts on actually Chooch about Salador? Did you like have any understanding of what happened to him before we actually saw him there? Like, you know, no, no, no. Yeah, did you think he had just deserted Stannis and Davos, or you know, last time we saw him, he was? I think he had been paid to uh, do a job, and he did the job, and. That's it. Although I guess he was promised to be paid for doing a job. <laughs> yeah. So, but the uh, last time we saw him, I guess, was when he was pulling Davos off that island that he had right. been stranded on. So, uh, yeah, he he was um, he was paid with a lot of promises of if we win, you'll get A, B, and C, yeah, and then they yeah. didn't win. So he's kind of like, well, yep. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yep, did my we'll part. Plus, he might have gotten the fuck Cersei, which you know I think everybody wanted oh, yeah. that. <laughs> Yikes. Well, well, no, he made it very clear that it would not be rape. <laughs> very true. He made it very clear. 
she never got to meet him. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. He might have swept her off her feet, you know, figuratively instead of literally in a rapey way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you don't want anything, <laughs> I was throwing the line over. <laughs> uh, let's move on to, uh, I guess, our next scene is at the uh, Dread Fort, which uh, would be my only real grumpy uh, part of the night. Not, really? the, not the 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 idea. I love the the acting as far as what mm-hmm. uh, you know Alfie Allen did and throughout. I actually bought for the first time the idea that he had been, you know, broken and that, you know, it was believable in, in that sense. Yeah. And, you know, the scene later in the bath was, was very powerful as far as buying that, that that's, you know, that that's his real, you know, his real that's place reality, now. Yeah. Um, the main problem I had is where is everybody? Um, you know, last we saw, Bruce Bolton was there. Everybody's there, and now they're and uh, Ramsey had been ordered to go take Mo Kalen, and and we opened this scene with a very lightly garrisoned Dread Fort, apparently, and uh, uh, nobody's to be seen. And then, uh, you know, my my big complaint is just the the just I guess the blocking of the whole scene of. You know, they're they have the fight, then they're down to four or so ironborn standing there and two of them left with dogs and threatened to let the dogs out. <laughs> and the idea of okay, well then what happens? Either the dogs are let out and they run and then they cut and they, they go to where they are outside, or let me let me finish you can cut me in the or they kill the dogs and there's still only Ramsey and this one guy left and you know, let's take them. Um, but not, I didn't, I didn't mind the idea. Okay. They, they managed to escape the situation and, and they left and the, the idea that she gave up, but just the blocking of it and the idea of here's this fight come down to it and then cut, you know, what happens and then they're outside and, you know, running. So, I just I just had problems with how that was done, but maybe it's just me. How did anybody else feel? Well, I will see the problem is they've got one ship worth of people. You know, they don't have the resources to lay siege to the Dreadfort. This was intended to be a stealth mission, small party in and out, sneak the on out and get out. Um so when he wouldn't come with them that caused a big problem and that they couldn't afford to wait for more people to show up. So the instant things were not going to resolve quickly, they had to leave. I think, I think that the touch of Yara reading the letter that was sent with Theon's peepee, you know, (laughs) I mean, she's like reading it to them right as they're about to land and go fight. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was so powerful and just the perfect thing. This is your prince, you know, and got them all fired up. But first of all, it was like Dothraki math because it was supposed (laughs) to be 50 of the meanest motherfuckers of the Ironborns. Mm. And instead it looks like a dozen. It almost apparently looked like a football team that got off that boat. (laughs) <laughs> and went running in, and then there's just three guys at the end, four guys at the end, when they're standing off at the. How many made it back to the boat? Four. 
Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was was disappointing in that aspect, but it was very powerful from what Yara and Theon gave us. And even that Mm -hmm. sick motherfucker, Ramsay Snow. Mm -hmm. My God. I think even though it wasn't clear why this would be the plan exactly, I, I think it it they weren't all not all of the the Ironborn came off the boat. Like it was a small party that was raiding the castle. I yeah. don't know because they didn't really explain any of that. I will agree that I liked her reading the letter on the boat, but what this my real only complaint with the episode was actually in the last time on because. There were two things where they went out of their way to show us an old clip of something and then had a scene in the episode that explained exactly that sort of thing in such <laughs> right. a clear way that they really didn't need the reminder at all. Right. For example, right. seeing, oh, yeah, here's Ramsey writing the letter that right. she then reads in its entirety. Um, and then later also, let's show Varys saying a thing and then let's have <laughs> Tyrion... Yeah remind him verbatim of what he said. And I'm just thinking, well, well, couldn't we, we didn't really need the reminder also, but I'm thinking, you know, editing guy had two minutes to fill. So. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can remember into last season. Mm. And there's just the, the growing, I guess for me, cognitive dissonance of time and space. And we've talked about Dothraki math, and we've talked about different things in the past, but the idea that, um, okay, we have instantaneous news travel between Marine and King's Landing. Uh, one episode where they find out immediately that Joffrey's dead, and then this immediately, oh, she's taken Marine, her gra- dragons are getting big, dr- you know, they know everything about what's going on in Marine. Yet we have the end of last season, they get Dick in a box, they decide we're going to save you know uh theon we know exactly where it is because ramsey pretty much tells them everything in the in the in the um letter and then um we have uh roos showing up saying god i had to smuggle myself into my own lands because (laughs) the ironborn are holding moat kaelin and blah 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 but yet it takes you know however long it's taken for Yara and her fastest ship with her crazy guys that she's with to get to the Dreadfort. Uh, of course, there's things that we don't know, so maybe there's reasons why it took this long or this, um, you know, it happened at this time, but it's just... I think that would the be the, uh, that, the producer's explanation, is that there are reasons. Right. <laughs> and if they, you know, explain things that, that make it make sense, but the uh, I think just the whole... Uh, news traveling faster than 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 light um, is, has has gotten to me when when other things seem to take time, and then those damn dragons just grew a whole lot again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even going to complain about that just because I felt like my point had just been validated. Yeah. Yes. Um, grew more year by year, no month by month. Well, what yeah. I will say yeah, actually is that. Um, I think of all the Theon scenes we've seen that um, we know are not directly from the books. um, I think this is one of the stronger ones just in terms of showing us something interesting that actually moves the plot forward a bit Mm. in that Yara understands better now what has happened to Theon and has changed her goals as a result. Um, 
And also just, you know, we got some action in it and it just really illustrated how thoroughly broken Theon is. Because it's one thing to say, well, he wouldn't have cut Ramsey's throat because Bruce Bolton was standing right there. You know, he wouldn't have been able to get away. Maybe he's still plotting escape or something like that. But for for Yara to show up saying, I'm here to rescue you and her, mm-hmm. him yell back at her, you can't trick me. Tell him you yeah. couldn't trick me. Yeah, yeah that was heartbreaking. That's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think I thought that it was actually a pretty good scene in in that regard. But, you know, certainly Theon's, I think out of all the subplots that we're seeing in the show, Theon's is just the trickiest because mm-hmm. they're kind of forcing the, the timeline to be a little weird in the way that PG right. described. Now, it's not bothering me a lot, but I'll just say that in a strong show, it was not the strongest part. Right. I yeah, and I had like I was saying, I had no problem with the acting. I thought everybody did a great job, and and I I haven't complained as much as some people about Alfie Allen's acting. I think some people, especially like season one and stuff, were just like, oh. you, know, you know, is he that good of an actor with that type of thing? Really? But the, I remember a couple of conversations where we, where people were not as mm-hmm. as strong about him um, as an actor, but the moment where he as where uh, Ramsey asks Theon, do you love me, Reek? Oh, and just God. the five-second pause and just the look on his face and the realization that, yeah, I do love you. <laughs> well, and there's well, also there was, only one right answer to that yeah, question. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it felt it but really just, felt genuine, too. I, but, yeah, whether it was you know, part genuine, part I'm broken, like I'm going to do what I'm to do. Part, you know, even uh, for those that may be holding out hope that maybe he's, you know, somewhere deep down inside, he's faking it and, and he just can say something to, to fool him or to keep <laughs> himself from being beaten, what have you. But just the, the emotions that was going across his face did that, you know, for that line and everything, I thought it was so powerful. Awesome. Yeah, I'm wondering if he gets reprogrammed to think that he's Theon again, if, you know, he can bridge the gap and. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the total mind fuck there, don't we? We've got... (laughs) Well, I mean, but but you can't discount... Before we talk about that, you cannot discount... I mean, there was so much suspense in that bath scene that I was holding my breath more than I was during the fight scene with Yara and the other Ironbloods that were storming the Dreadfort. It was like, holy fuck, what is crazy going to do? What is he going to do to Theon? Theon was just as scared, and then you see all the scars all over his body, all the things that they've, the torture that they've done to him. That was so amazingly powerful that I think it just gives weight to to what you guys were just about to start talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, it's a very valid question that Chooch pointed out. Is we he's pretty thoroughly broken, but we could also say, look at what he's been going through. He's half delirious. And given all that Ramsey's put him through, is it any wonder that his first thought was that this was just a trick? Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is this really a permanent brainwashing, or do we think yeah. that he could at some point recover given the right circumstances? Yeah, I'm not sure if somebody just said this and I'm I, I was zoned out or whatever, but yeah, I mean, this was the exact same trick that Ramsey played on him. A couple mm-hmm. seasons ago or last season when it was uh you know saying oh your sister's here we have to go see her or go go to her yeah. she's here to save you and, mm-hmm. so, and that turned out to be the trick so um 
Uh, Mike McCauley says, I know I never felt the release of the dogs was all that much of a threat. They had some, they had some pretty big knives. <laughs> that, that actually reminds me. The other thing that I just, I, I understand it's his character, whatever, but the idea of, you know, the shirtless guy in close quarters with a knife and a mace, you know, hoping <laughs> to survive against all these guys in armor. Didn't we, in, just in the last episode, we talked about, you know, weapons and armor and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was, I actually, I was watching Ramsey and he was having a lot of fun going for the throat and for mm. underneath the armor. Oh yeah. yeah. Not, he I'm has not fun. He, he was, yeah. he's, he's, He's Big skilled at that type of fighting, but I, I... well, I'll I'll agree it's a trope, but uh, I mean, as far as the dogs, I, the way I saw it is that if Yara thought that um, that Theon was gonna come with them, and they just had to get past Ramsay, and I I think they would have been willing to take on the dogs, but he had already bit her hand in order to run back in the cage. Right. And she had already been warned by her colleagues. It's like, there are more people coming, you know? So I think at that point it was a cut your losses moment rather than a, oh shit, we're going to die moment. It was like, how many more people are we willing to lose given that he is not even himself anymore? Mm. Right. And so I don't know that it was necessarily a case of, oh, these dogs are an insurmountable obstacle so much as it was um, how much time, how much more time are we willing to spend dispatching these dogs now and going after this guy who's clearly nuts um, and the reward in order to save someone who might not be savable anyway. Yeah, fuck it. We're out of here. I think whatever <laughs> happened that we didn't see, it's pretty clear by the reward that he got that he did exactly what it looked like he was doing, which was, you know, I don't trust you. Go away. I'm reading. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Wow. I, th- I think that's, yeah. that was what it was, he was being rewarded for was not oh, yeah. going with her yeah. and calling for help and so on. My, my complaint is um, how many times does Theon get knocked out? Like after making speeches, why did they just knock him out and then just throw him <laughs> over his shoulder? At the beginning, right? Just knock him out. <laughs> Bonk. Yeah, be done. Uh, Mike McCauley says, "I'm with Chooch. I thought that making him pretend to be Theon may backfire, or I think that making him pretend to be Theon may backfire. So we'll see what happens there." Um. I think that was all that I had about that. Do we want to move over to Marine? Let's. That sound good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh well. Before actually, I'm stopping myself. So at the end of that scene, though, in after the they're in the he's in the tub and they're talking and he says, you know, he needs you to go. I he, they don't say it, but I'm assuming they're talking about Mo Kalen there uh, since that was the original orders for Ramsey. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens um, with that. Uh, Marine, we have goats, cute goats, <laughs> dead goats, crispy, crispy goats. Well, it's, uh, it's like, uh, I read something that called that a Jurassic park, re- a Jurassic park reference. What happened to the goat? <laughs> <laughs> and I, he had I a was, note for that. The dragon scene was awesome. Yeah, love how that went. I was scared it was going to be worse too. Yeah, what well, was your? Did anybody else think that the little girl or boy couldn't tell really uh, like was going to die? Yeah. 
I I wasn't sure. I was really glad that it uh, settled that rather quickly. <laughs> but I also thought it was very interesting that, I mean, Pod may be related to the Targaryens because when he tried to cook the bunny, he set it on fire. <laughs> the dragon Instinct. wanted to eat the goat, he that set it on fire. Callback. That was it. So maybe he's got dragon blood in him. Maybe he's part dragon. <laughs> that might be what the, the lady was giggling about. What, Christiana? Yeah. The only logical explanation. Right. Yeah. Uh, so great <laughs> CGI. Um, yes. Dragon looked great. Even flying off in the distance, all that stuff. The burning and the grabbing of the goat was hilarious. <laughs> Well, you know, just especially that, you know, we're seeing them do stuff kind of out on their own, especially things that we would, that uh, Daenerys might prefer they not do. Um, and just the effects of it, they are doing a really good job of starting to show that these dragons, you know, where before it was like, this incredible, amazing asset. Like people would follow her because she has dragons and people are so scared of dragons and so on. But just <laughs> starting to realize that if she is not actually able to control them, mm -hmm. they, they could actually be a really serious liability rather than a, uh, uh, an asset yeah. at some point. Well, I'm pretty sure that all the goat herders are going to go out and set their goats on fire and bring them in because now they'll get <laughs> three times their value. Everybody's yeah. going to cash out. Yeah, bring saw, me no cheese, no goat's milk, no nothing. You saw, yeah, Barris, you saw Barristan in the background when she's like, pay you three times. The, she's, totally. <laughs> first, he's like, good God, woman, don't be doing that. Don't set that he's, precedent. But then he was, like, then he was like, he was sort of giggling because he, you know, she made somebody happy so he yeah. was smiling to her but yeah i don't think his first reaction was that <laughs> it was like mm -hmm. you know a woman yeah uh nicole says not being able to cook well makes you a targaryen sweet i'm in <laughs> <laughs> well do you set your entire animal if you if you are not vegetarian or vegan do you set it on fire with the fur and all i think that's <laughs> probably the only thing the dragons do. My uh, share book says, I don't remember that scene from any previews and I'm very happy. I didn't see it before because it was very suspenseful and impressive. Agreed. And Mike McCauley says, I thought the child was toast myself. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, so she, we have her atop the pyramid. Everybody's got to climb thousands of steps to get to her, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, we have the, the, Goat bones, pay you three times, and then we have the introduction of uh, uh, his dar, uh, Zolorak. That's how you pronounce it. Nice. Uh, who talks about his 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 father um, and the great line of 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 uh, uh, Daenerys saying, "Oh, I'd love to meet your father. I'd be honored to meet your father." And he's like, "Biatch, you put him on a cross." <laughs> So, uh, yeah. yeah, I like how all the speculation and stuff that we've had over the last couple of weeks has ended up kind of in hindsight, been almost spoilery, but that's going to happen and it's not anything we should worry about, but it was just right. like new, but it was, well, it was pretty cool up? to see her having to 
face up to, you know, the price of her mm -hmm. decisions. Yeah, well, I mean, it was kind of foreshadowed when Barristan specifically said, hey, are you sure this is a good idea? You know, we knew that there had to be some complications coming. Um, I liked, though, that, you know, after, I mean, because he, he embarrassed her with that little uh, move he pulled there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like that she was briefly embarrassed, but then she got mad. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to say, acknowledge, like, okay, well, there's a point to be made there, but I'm still pissed that you made it like that in yeah. front of me. Like, you're going to call that a crime? I'm the queen. I get to decide what's a crime. So think about and that for a minute before you decide what to say next. Precisely. <laughs> and the masters were going to be slaughtered anyways, mm -hmm. right? Isn't that what we think happened? That all the masters were slaughtered? Well, I mean, I think the, than this guy's kid. Well, the question is that maybe the you know she had them alive and chose to have them crucified, right? They wouldn't necessarily have all been murdered otherwise. Right. She could have chose like this one guy that you know hits are right. I mean, he's well, alive. That, yeah, that's what I was just saying. Yeah. I so don't really I think know. they're not literally all dead. I think probably the ones who put up resistance to slaves wanting to be free were all killed probably. But uh, I think this is just really illustrating that, uh, you know, this is ruling is not easy. Not that we necessarily expected it to be, but it's just going to goes to show you that it's like, well, all of a sudden she's going to be in a place where, okay, this guy makes a really compelling point. Okay. Go bury your father. Now, what about the 162 other families who want the same thing for their? Well, but I mean, my thought was fine. You can grab your dad and you grab one of those slave kids and bury them too. Everybody that wants to bury one of their well, family members. Well, she already took those down. It's their. Oh, I that's mean, right. That's right. Okay. Down. All right. Yeah, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. I do want to say one thing about the, um, the you know, his dar, um, not a spoiler to, to, he is a character from, from the books. Uh, my point to other book readers, I like this guy a lot better than any, any sort of uh, presentation of his dar in the, in the books. And I, I, I like the idea of presenting him in this way and giving him a, a, a backbone and a, a certain, at least on the surface morality uh, and, and someone that in his own way challenged her, you know, not her authority, but just the idea of, you know, hey, we're people here. We've been here forever, and you know, yeah, we were our our leaders were slavers, but you know, we still have our customs and morals, and you have to take that into account if you are going to be our ruler. So, mm -hmm. um, but so I, I did did like his introduction. You know, we'll see where that goes uh, on the shoe. Um, anything else that I uh, wanted to talk about with? Danny. Anything else here? Uh, um, Jorah was looking better this week, so I don't know why he looked so rough last time. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if there was just something going on, and there was definitely a maybe he uh, just had a cold. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe he like had some teeth work done because I was like, I rewashed it <laughs> or something. It was just like the way he was talking. It was like his mouth just looked funny or something. I don't know, but yeah, he he did look a little more. 
uh, solid this time around. And uh, I just like the, the asides to Barristan, uh, sort of his looks looks on his face and everything. Uh, so we go back to... Well, uh, we got some Q&A about this scene. Oh, okay. before we, we change scenes. Let's see. Um, there we go. Mike McCauley says 212 more. Yikes, she's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, we... <laughs> Definitely uh, the the price of ruling sort of mirroring the brand scene in season one where he was uh, with Master Master Lewin and and talking to the people and there's uh, you know making decisions and stuff so thought that was uh, well done there. Uh, one concern I have is that how familiar is Danny with that city to think it's okay to be a nice queen? And have the commoners not tried to take advantage of her? So yeah, that's a very valid question. We don't know the answer to that, do we? Yeah, like Viv so. said, we'll know how many goat herders come in with corpses. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to become the new hot trend to say, like, well, what sorts of techniques can goat herds try to attract the dragons and make the dragons not <laughs> their goats instead of their neighbors? No, goats? I think they're just going to set them on fucking fire and bring the goat chart bones in. It worked well enough for the first guy. She didn't need eyewitness account. She took his word <laughs> for it. Precedent mm-hmm. established. Yeah. Um, yes, Sheriff Bullock says, and I, I agree, uh, the line that uh, Hisdar says, I'm just a son that loved his father. Um, yeah, I like that line. A lot of his lines sort of turning Danny's words back on her, and you know, but in a intelligent way, not just, uh, you know, trying to push your buttons. Uh, I love Nicole's. I think she's talking about setting animals on fire for and all her comment. Darn. No, but challenge accepted. (laughs) I kind of hope that's not what she's talking about, but it's the only (laughs) thing I can think of. I thought, I thought it was, she was going to cook us a meal at, at Balticon. Fireball. Fireball. Yeah. Oh, I got something yeah. special lined up for uh, Balticon yeah, this that, year. Yeah, that's that scares me. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not much on licorice anyway, but uh, no, we'll, it's we'll gonna to be see. awesome. You're gonna love it. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Uh, Sheriff Bullock says, "What's 212 more? If a department store Santa can handle it, so can the the Khaleesi." <laughs> Well, yeah, but the department store Santa gets to have a kid on his lap for 15 seconds and say, "I want a fire truck." And uh, Khaleesi has to deal with your dragons hit my goats. You killed my father. It's really actually not ever having been a Santa, but having been a parent standing with children at Santa. I can tell you that I think it's actually pretty close to it. It's pretty awful. No, a lot being of a Santa is the easiest thing in the world. There are no harder jobs or no easier jobs. It's the, it's the absolute easiest thing ever. <laughs> I am using hyperbole with the intention of it being obvious, but I'm not sure people realize that's what I was doing. We can't, <laughs> we can't see your face. We do, we don't know you're being sarcastic. I'm looking at an origami Christiana. So, so uh, we jump over to King's Landing to the small council. Um, yeah, I, I, the only problem I had was that I think they're trying to play up the whole humor. Mace, Mace Tyrell is a whipping dog thing a little bit too much. <laughs> um, I mean, he is, you know, one of the richest people in, in Westeros, and you have him there to make him, you know, feel comfortable. And, and so 
So he'll support the crown and what have you. And then you, you know, send them to get your paper and quills and people, you know, constantly making fun of them. So uh, Dude, he doesn't stand up for himself. He, you know, you know, if he wants more respect, he needs to demand it from them. And he's yeah, not doing that. That's true. Um, and the idea that he, uh, he's, <laughs> I like Oberon. It starts out with him saying, so am I master of something? <laughs> <laughs> I also, after complaining, like, did they always start this early? I was up late. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I think my only complaint about uh, this episode, other than the one that I already mentioned, because I have m- many, ultim- many only complaints, um, is just that it just needs to be all about Oberyn. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Yes, uh, uh, he needs his own show. Yes, I, I sent an email to everybody that uh, basically saying, "Is it okay that I'm sexually attracted to Oberyn?" And I think everybody, including Chooch, was oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, of course, yeah." So I think that, the concern would be if you weren't. If you weren't, yes, yes. yeah. So, test. Sheriff Bullock uh, has the personal message to uh, Viv: Happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. Uh, there you go. There. All um, of us are mothers, though, just a different kind. <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh, I, well, it just occurred to me that uh, Daenerys um, didn't get uh, Mother's Day wishes even in her episode. <sighs> no. Oh, she yeah, got, but we did. She had to work. We did have a, a much longer uh, list of titles. Her her titles just mm-hmm. get longer and longer and longer. Her, yeah. What I think is hilarious is that Missandei has to say all of that every single time the guy comes in. <laughs> that takes longer. 212 times a day she's going she's going to have to say that. But she has to uh, sound impressive every time. <laughs> That's a rough job. Uh let's see. We have um Well, but actually, I mean, the way she's treated is reflective of the respect that Danny commands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean, it kind of makes sense that she's going to do it really big and dramatic and oh sure no i'm just saying that having to be able to uh carry that off and make it sound just as impressive on the 205th time that's that's hard that's all i was Mm -hmm. saying (laughs) maybe they were just opening court the first time that day so (laughs) at least they spared us the next time yeah damn they had a pa system to play it for everybody (laughs) Nutty in the chat says Oberyn is so sexy. He turns oh. everyone's heads. He does. Did you Likes. see how he was smiling? Um, like he was just kind of like sitting back like, oh, this is fucking hilarious to watch. But <laughs> then like when it came to Cersei talking to the small council meeting, he was just kind of like looking at her like, hey, you, how you doing? Yeah, I loved how he had his, catch leg, that? Sort of, his leg sort of hang over. Well, and then that, he, there's that bit everybody where else saying, stands. I was going to say, everybody else stands up when Tywin comes in. He just stayed. <laughs> he's like, I ain't standing up for well, you. He's all kind of flopped over in the chair. Well, yeah. but like like you were saying, Viv, there's the whole bit where he's saying, you know, actually, the Unsullied are pretty impressive on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Not so much in the bedroom. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and looks right at Cersei when he says that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> that fan is getting hot in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they first bring out the idea that uh, Sandor Clegane has been spotted. Fuck the king was uttered. I think. <laughs> no mention uh, of a little girl traveling. No mention no, of a girl. No. And, uh, but it's still going to be a lot. Soldiers, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tougher for them to get away and to hide out with a bounty on his head now. Though it's going to suck. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah, he asked, what do you think it would take? And they say, what, 10 or something? And he's like, okay, 100 stag, silver stags for anyone that can kill them, whatever. Well, yeah, so, yeah. Because the, the idea is a lot of the regular soldiers would see the hound and say, ah, you know what, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we get the, uh, we, we learn, uh, that they know everything about, uh, Danny as said before that she has 8,000 unsullied, uh, the cell sword, uh, group, the second sons, Jorah, Mormont, Barristan, Selmy, and three dragons and poor, poor Cersei throughout the meetings trying to defend her, either her problems or things that Joffrey did. So, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, Barristan, he was old. <laughs> And, uh, you know, three dragons, they're just baby dragons. And they're like, ah, they're getting b- bigger every year. So, um, well, and I liked also Tywin just pointing out, it's like, I don't care about the dragons. Dragons haven't won a war in 300 years. Armies win, ar- win wars all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know? do like, I do like the idea that the 67 year old, uh, Tywin, you know, defends Barristan at least in the respect of okay yeah he was old but it was it was as as insulting as it was stupid to dismiss yeah. him well, someone someone who was uh you know leading the king's guard for three kings um and I not, mean, you know, maybe uh, he would have known how stupid it was at the time but right now he's kind of benefiting from uh, hindsight right you know he's benefiting from getting to say look what happened not like uh, it's not like he's getting to say I told you so, you know. It's more like, well, clearly it was a mistake because now he's advising the queen across the sea. <laughs> right. So you know, it's not like he he would have known that was going to happen. And no kid right. died yeah. on his watch. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, uh, the uh, Mad yeah. King died on his watch, but he- <laughs> well, and uh, so did King Robert. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and so did the one before Eris, whatever that guy's name was, apparently. But uh, um, hmm. anyway, was he but, killed though? I don't remember. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> trying to think of, but yeah, I just like the I, the idea, at least to me, that uh, we bring. It, it is brought up early in the episode that you know uh, Tywin is sixty seven, and how long is he going to be? You know, truly, because he's the power. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long he's going to be there, and then the mention of Barristan, and you know, sort of dis- disregarding the. I know he was old, but you know, it was was stupid to do that. Mm. Um, yeah, we have the. Um, so, Chooch, what do you think that Tywin meant by um, she must be dealt with? Can your little birds find their way into Marine? Uh, what do you What do you think he's going to uh, to try? Or no fucking idea. <laughs> Unless they're gonna try to assassinate her again, but yeah, that worked that worked well the last time. But uh, we'll see what happens happens there. He's um, gonna mm-hmm. invite her to come on over and talk. No, yeah. we have a wedding coming up. <laughs> We'd like you to come come to. Cordially invited to us. <laughs> um, from there we have. Uh, uh, one of the great scenes again. The 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 I think the greatest strength of the show is the the one on one scenes. You know, with two actors playing off each other, and you have the scene with Oberyn 
and Varus, and I want them to just be in the same room all the time talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, so here's the um, question. Little finger in there. Yeah, here's the question. Is Varus really the only one immune to Oberyn's charms in, in terms of uh, just sexiness? Um, or is he just faking it? Because he, ta- he has this whole talk about, uh, you know, oh, I don't desire anyone, and, uh, and Oberyn's like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, so we just have to wonder, is is Varys really immune to desire or is he just saying that to kind of get over enough? Mm. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was the latter. And I think the reason I feel that way is that last little bit where he talks about, well, you know, not having that desire allows allows me to freedom to pursue other things. And he's like, what? Like what? And he looks at the throne. Mm hmm. And at least from his character, if, and you never know if Varys is being truthful, but you know, before when like talking to Littlefinger or talking to Ned or whatever, he always talks about, you know, he cares about the realm and, mm-hmm. and with, with Oberyn, he looks at the throne sort of like, you know, the power of the throne type thing. Whereas you don't really, you haven't gotten the idea before that he, you know, seeks to sit on the throne so was he doing that just to sort of throw Oberon off, you know, to just keep him guessing as to what, what he, what, how he uh, pursues things or, or yeah. what? I think he um, seeks to protect the throne or to, to guide the throne. He is in the inner circle. He doesn't have to be king. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was, you know, the play on the whole, what, what do you desire if it's not sex or, you know, that, that type of thing. And he, mm-hmm. he looks at the throne. I just thought that was, that was, uh, well played, even though I mean, uh, you know, you don't know really what what he, what his goal with yeah. doing with that, but uh, I liked it. So. As ever, and this is certainly true in the books too. Varys's real motivations are very mysterious. Mm-hmm. For someone who's doing so much, <laughs> for us to still be so in the dark in terms of what his real end game is, yeah. it's it's frustrating in the best way. And uh, yeah, he has the whole conversation with him about uh, Essos and uh, Oberyn apparently can uh, tell just from his voice and the fact that he, he doesn't have an accent, uh, you know, <laughs> that Varys is from Liss. And he says, you know, I've trained myself not to have that accent. or I've gotten rid of my accent. And he says, I have an ear for that, too. So <laughs> I feel like half the stuff Varys said after that was just because he's pissed about uh, yeah. Uh, over and guessing where he's from. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Um, and the idea that, that Oberyn has traveled because he, you know, didn't want to be just stuck in one place and, and, and not have experiences in the world. And he's like, well, most of us aren't princes, princes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just love that whole conversation. I, I could hear the two of them talk for, for hours. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're already, I think all in the, uh, Oberyn fan club, but I, yeah. I, I will just say again that I am enormously pleased with how they are portraying one of my favorite characters from the books on the show. Uh, from there, we jump right into the trial. If I haven't missed anything, yeah. um, we have, uh, Jamie walking into the cell and, and Tyrion joking, uh, let me guess, I've been pardoned. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they chain him up and uh, he's just like, yeah, really? And uh, we must 
as well. It's father's orders and we mustn't disappoint father. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, with the walk into the uh, throne room, uh, the idea of someone yelling Kingslayer. And then I, I, you know, they, you don't notice up to that point if Jamie is actually walking with him. Uh, Cause it's like they yell Kingslayer and it's like, okay, if Jamie had been there, he might not have, uh, See, I, the guy probably I would the, not have uh, yelled that if uh, what I wanted was Jamie. for someone in the crowd go, it's the Kingslayer brothers. And then Tyrion could turn to Jamie and say, you see, see? It's, it has a ring. It's to already it. a thing. <laughs> already trending on the Raven network. <laughs> yep. And, um, they have the, I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. The whole, um, uh, Tommen excusing himself and, um, you know, recusing himself and just, you know, he had a, an air of, uh, nobility that Joffrey certainly has never had. And he's only been King for however long it's been. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, it's a very minor note, but maybe it was half the way he was standing and half the outfit he was in, but he looked a little bit like he was standing like he had to poop. <laughs> like, uh, you know, so it's a minor me. note, but if you if you if you watch that again or look at a still of him standing while he gives that speech, he's kind of sort of bent a little bit at the waist in a weird way. Hmm. So I always come to be <laughs> on the wall for our cu- continuous bowel coverage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought that's why he had right. to recuse himself, really. Yeah, <laughs> Although, actually, that just reminds me of the meme I'm sure everybody's seen by now that takes the clip of. Jamie uh, pushing his way through a crowd to run after Joffrey when he was choking. Um, but then it, it mixes that with the, um, the, the diarrhea medicine uh, commercial that says, what will, where will you be when your diarrhea returns? Oh boy. What the hell did I come back to you guys? Yeah, you missed all the conversation. Diarrhea, diarrhea conversation. You know, the trial. I mean, I thought that, you know, he looked uncomfortable, but then I was like, well, you know, up until this point, you know, Ty, or excuse me, Tyrion and Tommen were always close, at least yeah. you know, as much as we've seen them together. They had a, you know, good relationship type thing. And now he's, well, you know, I mean, we got to remember though, that, you know, even though Tommen certainly had a difficult relationship with his brother, I think who's going to have been filling his ear with all sorts of your, oh, yeah my you know my Tyrion is an awful little troll and he killed your brother and he's going to kill you next because all, all he wants to do is make me miserable i mean so you know even if he's not even if he doesn't believe all of it it's got to have put some serious doubts in his mind as far as Tyrion. yeah i, I definitely agree with all of that i was i was just stating that some of his discomfort is sort of that you know both of those sides as you know i've known him since i was you know a baby and He's always been kind to me and yeah. funny, and now here he is, and he supposedly killed my brother, and you know would would kill me if if I believed my mother, and just sort of that discomfort. But the the uh, you know him walking out and not even really looking at at Tyrion, that was like the first little little blow that I felt was like, oh poor Tyrion, yeah, won't even, won't even talk to him. Or and, and, and of, the appetizer of yes, yeah. exactly. I actually have that in my notes as, you know, the heartbreak of Tom and walking past Tyrion. But, I mean, if you were to look at it from Tommen's <laughs> point of view, sorry, which is not how you, are, I'm sorry. Huh? 
I'm sorry. I was I, I laughed, but I wasn't laughing at you, Viv. I was I was laughing that um, Mike McCauley in Q and A says my new expression for using the restroom. Excuse me, I need to recuse myself from the trial. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't see that not working ever. That would always <laughs> always work. Um, no, um, I was saying that um, that you know first it's really hard for Tyrion because you want to see somebody give him a look of support. You know, besides his one armed his one handed brother. Mm. And, and, you know, so that was an extra blow, but I mean, Tommen's a little boy. How hard was it for him to stand there and not cry because he's really young in the books. I mean, they've aged this little guy quite a bit this season, but, mm. and they even had him standing and they had the camera angles that whole, like, I think you're talking about how like stiffly he was acting like he was. Very yeah. What, what I was saying is that he looked like a little bit like he had to poop. Oh, okay. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think the actor actually did a good job of being like, this is what it feels like to have to recuse yourself against your uncle's trial. Cause you love him too much. You can't be, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, that'd be yeah, hard as shit like on anybody. <laughs> I gotta go poop because this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the actor did a really good job. Yeah, I agreed. I like I it's kind of just a silly observation, you know. I didn't really have any problems with uh, the way but he I portrayed. But I was going to say that uh George actually on the interview that PG told us about on Conan, he actually doesn't pronounce it Tommen. He pronounces it Tomen. Like mm -hmm. Tomen, like T O M E, Tomen. And I was like, "Hmm. Ah, well, what would he know?" I I'll try and go out and dig up and see like George's pronunciation of names versus the names as they're pronounced on the show. I'm just curious to see how many other names are like. I don't, I don't think the, um, when the when he had his coronation last week, I don't think they said Toman. Did they? No, they say it different in the show. Tommen. The show calls him Toman. Yeah. George was on the interview with Conan last night. He said Toman. Mm -hmm. so he, he just wanted it differently than the show. He just wanted I think to he's trolling he just, everybody. Yeah, yeah, he was just trying to rhyme it with with Conan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call all my characters with a a soft oh, yeah. o. <laughs> Always thinking PG. That's how you roll. Uh so we after the king recuses himself, we have the uh uh Tywin sitting on the throne, which I thought was was, you know, a good moment just him sitting back in the, the position of power that he uh, has. And then uh, he, he asks them, uh, or he asks Tyrion, so did you kill him? And he's like, uh, no. Mm -hmm. And then he said, well, how do you think he died? And he said, well, it's the pie. And he said, like, <laughs> so do you blame the bakers? He's like, or the pigeons. Just don't, just leave just me out, out of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Uh, but then we have Sir, Sir Mirren Trant uh, being the first witness, enjoying enjoying his moment in the sun, finally able to get him back for uh, threatening his life uh, mm -hmm. in the throne room that time with Bronn. Uh, I, I think one of the, just the most horrifying aspects of the trial was just realizing that all of these things that we thought Tyrion was so awesome and badass for all through the various seasons are all coming back to haunt him now. And yeah. he's not even able to, his father won't even let him talk to explain the context of all of those things. You know, that's like a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty well done uh, that 
you know, there, of course people were lying in some cases, but that most of it was the truth just mm-hmm. out of context. And I thought that was all yeah. handled real well. Um, um, so, you know, Marin, you know, doesn't talk about the fact that he was, you know, ripping off, uh, Sansa's <laughs> clothes and punching her in the gut and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, and then, uh, after that we have Picel with his laundry, laundry list of poisons. Um, and, uh, you know, finally getting him back or getting him back again for imprison, uh, Tyrion back again for imprisoning him, mm-hmm. uh, unjustly in his eyes. And then, uh, uh, then we had Cersei who, uh, Throws his words back at him, you know. I like, you know, of course it's uh, Oberyn because, you know, we like Oberyn. But, uh, of course, it's him that kind of just wants to kind of say, um, you mentioned he said the debt would be paid. The debt? What are you? <laughs> What's this debt? Why am I having to be the only person who would ask such an obvious question? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. What exactly did you do to him to say, make him say the debt will be paid? Uh, unfortunately oh, yeah. for Tyrion, it ultimately was a softball question, given that, uh, I mean, he wasn't intended to be one, but Cersei absolutely had an answer prepared. So yeah. I, she almost said it that way so that someone would ask that question <laughs> so that she could say it was the horse, you know? Because she's like, I've got whores coming to testify. <laughs> Jamie even Jamie even said it to Tywin is that this is so obviously just, you know, mm-hmm. a charade kind of a thing going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Are, I mean, are we at that scene yet? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting there in a second. I mean, we did it. We had the. Um, mm-hmm. No, no, no. We're just. I want. I was going to say that. Um, um, oh crap! I just lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, we, uh, he opened by being asked, you know, did you do it? So you're like, okay, well, at least he'll get a chance to, you know, state his side or whatever. And then, you know, when Trant says what he says and he tries to say, well, you're not telling him the part where you, you know, Joffrey had his crossbow out and pointing at Sansa and you were beating her. And he's just like, shut up, don't speak. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. And so I just went on from there. So, uh, Varus um, was the last witness before the break in the trial. At two, uh, Varus. <laughs> exactly. Where he says, uh, yeah, Tyrion, or Tyrion said kings are dying like flies. And, uh, you know, Joffrey better watch out. Kings are dropping like flies. And, mm-hmm. you know, that it's like, they had, they had talked about this previously, of course, that, you know, virus is like, I'm not going to, you know, sacrifice myself just for, for you. Um, you know, if they ask me a question or if they ask me to do something, I'm going to do it. But he had to just throw that in there about, Oh, he was married to Sansa. Maybe he was getting soft or supporting the Northern cause. And Tyrion's just like, damn, man. You didn't have to go there. <laughs> you could have just told him what I said. You didn't have to, you know, well, add on to it. Except that it is also actually true. You know, it's like it's not even a lie. You know, I mean, Tyrion was softening to the northern cause because of, you know, or at the very least of, like, he was the one that questioned the uh, the Red Wedding, whether that was right to do, for example. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the, uh, you know, the context of when he said that. 
So yeah, for Varys to bring it up like that is obviously, you know, but at the same time, you know, the thing is, Cersei was there when that happened too. So she knows that it's true. So he couldn't even pretend it didn't happen because she knows it did. Right. You know? So now the 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 bit where um you know you know he remind uh, Tyrion reminds Varys of of what he said after the Blackwater. You know, that bit that, you know, I said earlier how I was a little annoyed that they had to show us that in the <laughs> in the preview only to have Tyrion repeat the line verbatim. It's like, oh, well, we just want to make sure people know that Tyrion is right when he says that. Um, but anyway, um, that that part was nicely complex, I thought, just in terms of Varys basically saying, oh, I don't forget anything. You know, that sort of, you know, I mean, the, the layers of meaning there for, you know, everyone else, it almost doesn't mean anything. But uh, for, for Tyrion, it, it means it's like, I stand by what I said. It's not untrue. But you know, I can't help you here. You know. Right. Yep. And then we do have the break in the trial. Um, we have the scene with Tywin and Jamie, where Jamie gets played like a fucking fiddle. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That was just the look on Jamie's face when he's like, you know, I'll do what you want if you don't kill Tyrion. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Done. And, and then as soon as someone look. agrees that fast, you kind of go, Wait, wait oh, a minute. Wait, what? I've no. made it terrible. A huge mistake. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, Chooch, question and, and for you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, just a quick question for Chooch. Um, so that that reaction, how Jamie, or excuse me, how Tywin played that scene, or you know, did all that. So, do you think he had already decided this was what he was going to do with Tyrion, or did he? Do you think he sort of came up with that on the fly? What do you think he was? Uh, well, the note his, I took was, was the note I took was Jamie speaks on Tyrion's behalf and gets what Tywin wants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, I think I think that is an interesting idea that mm-hmm. you know. All along, you know, all along was he like, okay, you know, yeah, I need this scapegoat. I need this to punish someone for the killing of Joffrey, whether he did it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deep down, do you, you know, do you, do you think that Tywin really thinks that he, that Tyrion killed him or he just needs a scapegoat? Yeah, I think it doesn't matter to him. I think he just <laughs> needs a reason to kill Tyrion. But that, they, and, that, and, that's, and that's my point is, if he does think I just need a scapegoat for this and I'm, you know, Tyrion's my scapegoat. Huzzah. Does he, does he think, does Tywin have this idea all along that I'm going to, he's going to be found guilty, but I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to send him to the wall because he'll be out of my life forever, but I won't kill a Lannister. Or do you think he came up with it on the fly of, okay, Jamie, Jamie or Jamie's standing here saying, if I don't kill Tyrion, he's going to do exactly what I want. Okay, I'll send him to the wall. He is. I solve all my problems. He's inscrutable to me. To this, I can't. Mm. I can't tell on this instance. He jumped Um, at it so fast; it makes it seem like he plotted it all along. But premeditated. He he definitely wants Tyrion to go away where he can't cause more problems. 
He wants there to be somebody punished for Joffrey's murder to restore peace to the realm. People don't like it when a king's been killed. Nobody's been punished for it unless it's an overthrow. And then, um, and oh my God, how long has he wanted since the day Tyrion was born? He's wanted to kill him. I mean, there's just all like a beautiful gift wrapped up to him in a bow. Yeah. See, the the thing is, like, first, as far as what Tywin actually thinks happened, we have to remember that he is just predisposed to only ever see the worst parts and the worst aspects of Tyrion. He does not appreciate any of his virtues at all. And so I think that even though rationally, if he looked at some of the if he was able to look at things objectively, he might conclude that there's some really fishy aspects of what's going on here. I think that he believes that Tyrion is not only capable of doing such a thing, but that, you know, like he had ample motive. He had um, opportunity and uh, he just thinks that he could have done it. And so he's so determined that, but is thinking he's guilty. So I think, though, that as far as Taiwan's concerned, it's not like he had one outcome in mind and then changed his mind. I think what it was is the plan all the way along is I'm going to make Jamie feel so sorry for Tyrion that he will come back in order to have Tyrion get spared. And so know. he is willing to let Tyrion be spared in exchange for what Jamie's doing. And I think he deliberately made the trial even more unfair than he might have otherwise with the express purpose of trying to push Jamie in that direction. Yeah. I, I, I sort of feel like that was, it was collateral that, you know, he, I don't think that he consciously, was trying to push Jamie into this, but the idea presented himself. He may have already had the idea in his head of, you know, getting Tyrion sent to the wall. And the moment that Jamie opened his mouth, he just jumped on it and was yeah. like, really? I, I, I thought it seemed like he had absolutely thought this through and it didn't, doesn't mean he necessarily knew for a fact it was going to happen. And therefore it was all orchestrated like a puppet master. But I think it was definitely one of the things that was a possibility that he had thought through and was absolutely ready to pounce on it. It was not like he was surprised and said, oh, well, that's a good idea. I think that <laughs> it was definitely something he was hoping to have happen. I think it was. Angles. Yeah. For me, the more interesting aspect of it was the when when Jamie's I uh, when Jamie said, um, you know, the the last command the Mad King gave me was to bring him your head. Did I save your life just for you to murder my brother? And that just kind of like set the tone for everything. You knew exactly where he stood on the issue and how wrong he thought it was. And, and so whether Tywin had it planned or whether he leapt at the thought or whatever it was, I don't know. We might find out next week. We might never know. But it was just, it was one of those things that I think in from Jamie's response to it, the look on his face. And like you said, the double take he took and, it's almost like, I guess, if you were selling a car and you suddenly realize, oh, shit, I should have asked for more money, you know, as a trade. But the <laughs> look on his face was part that and part absolute heartbreak that I can't believe that he's going to take this deal. And 
screw Tyrion because yes, he's alive, but he's at the mm -hmm. wall. Screw Jamie because he knows he's going to be miserable and does not and walked away from the family everything because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to be at King's no Casterly Rock that badly. And he's still willing to make that trade. And it's just like it, it, the heartbreak on his face, just on so many levels. He's mm -hmm. a way better actor than I was giving him credit for in season one. He truly is. And the wall is probably a death sentence anyways. Cause yeah. How, yeah, how, how are they going to treat a dwarf? How long is Tyrion going to last? Yeah, there. I mean, well, you know, they'll make him a steward, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, although the, n none of the Night's Watch is doing especially well at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. I just, um, I, I think part of Jamie's heartbreak, especially after Tywin accepts the deal, is, you know, it's a bit like you were saying, Viv, with the used car. What I was thinking is it's like you, you, you're, you're selling something on eBay. You think really hard about what to make the price, and then you set the buy it now price like really, really high, and then someone buys it at that price just immediately, and you're like, oh, that was uh, maybe uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> I should have felt out the room a little first. Yeah, but but I think I think part of what Jamie was feeling after Tywin agreed so fast, even if it's not about uh, Tywin having planned it ahead, I I think it, it's more a matter of Tywin really doesn't even care. It's it's not about finding justice for Joffrey in it's, in Tywin's mind. It's not even about punishing Tyrion. It's about damage control. It's and that's the really dynasty. all Tywin cares about. The Lannister so, dynasty. <laughs> even though Jamie yeah, right. comes in planning to lobby on exactly that message, just realizing exactly how far Tywin takes, it was just another layer of disappointment. Mm. Yes, my favorite line of the whole thing uh, being, you know, your thousand-year dynasty, who's going to be... You know, continuing that Lancel Lannister <laughs> or one of those other nephews. I don't can't remember their names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, Mike Lancel. McCauley says, I don't believe Tywin thinks Tyrion killed Joffrey. Just a reason to banish him out of his life. The reason mm. that I suspect that Tywin does actually he is allowing himself to think that it might have been Tyrion at very least. And the reason I think that is because if he really thought that it wasn't Tyrion, why would he not be doing something about finding out if there's an additional threat? You know, like if someone killed Joffrey, does is is Tommen safe? You know, like I, I think he would want to know who did it and why, and I think he would be taking steps to actually find that out if uh um, especially if with he Prince didn't think Tyrion uh, did it. Prince I mean, Oberyn's in town, yeah. and the king, a Lannister, dies. Hmm. You would think they. Although you know what, but. I, I, what it also might be is that, uh, for as far as Tywin's concerned, out of all the people who might have done it, Tyrion is the only one that it's safe to accuse because everybody hates him already anyway. Right. Everyone right. else, uh, even if he's right to accuse them. Uh, how he, yeah. Uh, I, I also agree what you what you said about damage control, but almost the other way around. It's the idea is I've got to go all in with Tyrion because that's what Cersei you know believes, and we you know for damage control reasons. Because if I you know if I just spread a net trying to find other people, it's just you know going to make things worse. Right. Joffrey was a dick. He was killed, yes, but 
doesn't necessarily mean that someone's going to try to kill Tommen as well. You know, right. I mean, that's, that's the thing too, that I was just even talking about it. I sort of convinced myself differently, which was just this idea that hypothetically, let's imagine that Taiwan has found out without a shadow of a doubt that Olena did it. Let's say he just found that out through some spy or something or other. Olena? <gasps> what do you mean? Well, so just hi- <laughs> hypothetically, let's say he finds that out. They can't afford to go to war with the Tyrells. Yeah. They, they can't. They would lose. They can afford to make fun of Mace all the time. Though. Right. No, now, let's say that it's Oberyn. They can't afford to go to war with Dorne. Yeah. They can't afford to go to war with anybody new at this point. The only possible person, but someone's got to pay because otherwise it seems like, oh, well, you can kill a Lannister and go get away with it. So someone's got to pay. And Tyrion is the only person that he can make pay with without any other repercussions. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's actually more important to him than knowing for sure who really did it. Well, Tyrion said it. He's being on. He's on trial for being a dwarf. I mean, that's mm-hmm. he's a dwarf. That's whose birth caused the death of his mother. His entire life has been built around those facts. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's get back to the trial. Um, we have um, uh, what happens next. Sorry, I'm. I'm uh, well, we come, we come back and um, was was shade a lot was. Yeah, I don't think we had anyone else. Yeah, Jamie tells Tyrion the plan. Yes. Okay. Yes. Make sure that you know when you're found guilty, you ask for mercy because they're going to send you to the wall. And um, Tyrion expresses doubt that he can even trust his father to keep his word because, or even if he could trust Tywin, he doesn't trust Cersei to not just hire someone to kill him on the road. Mm -hmm. But he's uh, yeah. So Jamie's last words were, "Do you trust me, Uh, Jamie?" Or Tyrion gives him the nod of yes, I do trust you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that can happen, uh, Shay is uh, walked mm-hmm. in, and um, yeah, got that right, Hooker. See, yeah, I told you, Bron was in there somewhere. So yes, what that is one of the questions I was ready to ask you, Chooch, is what do you think that means with Bron? I think it you know it could be he did get her on a ship and they just send somebody out and brought her back. But could be. I suspect, yeah, somebody paid a little more and got them to do what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Was he shown during the trial? Nope. No. Uh, no. Hmm. We haven't yeah. seen him since uh, they sent uh, Pod off with uh, Brienne. Brienne. Yes. So, Shay comes in. His worst nightmare uh, she's you know, pretty much recite. First, she outright lies, um, saying whatever, whether it was Cersei or whoever told her to say, saying that uh, Sansa and Tyrion planned it, gave other, you know, other statements supporting that. And then, uh, yeah, as as you see Tyrion breaking down, she she, you know, comes back with, uh, you know. He's like, don't do this. And she's like, mm-hmm. you said it. I'm a whore. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he, she is broken. And uh, whatever plans were, were 
you know, had between Jamie and Tywin. It didn't matter. So he, uh, he says all the things that partly we wanted him to say, but then also, you know, you, he couldn't say in this situation. And, uh, um, yeah. So, uh, what'd you think, Viv? Um, I thought it was really, really fucked up. Um, but not, well, okay, let me ask Chooch if, okay, what do you think of Shay at this point? Um, do you think that she ever loved him and she's just doing what she has to do to survive? Do you think that she is totally selling him out for whatever cash that Thursday's willing to hand over? What do you think, Chooch? Woman scorned. Yeah. He thinks, she thinks that he paid her off to make her leave. And fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the question is. She looked him dead she, in the eye, man. I'm a whore. <laughs> yeah. But does she think that he. Does she realize even deep down that he did it to try to save her? And he said those things to try to you know, Nymeria throwing rocks out at, at right. Nymeria to chase her away. Or does she actually think, Oh, you never really loved me. You just thought I was a whore and you sent me away. So now I'm a woman scorned and I've got you back now. Yeah. Besides the um, fact they would have, besides the fact they would have killed me if I wasn't doing yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like well, she has a choice. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I guess I don't want to, if you had thoughts on no, that. No, no. I don't have anything else really. Well, so here my thinking, first of all, I'll go ahead and, and say that even though, you know, certainly we we've seen it now happen. And so in hindsight, this wasn't very rational. Um, but given that they had made Shay's character somewhat different in the show than she was in the books, just in terms of personality, I, I kind of realized as this scene started to happen that I had, been holding out some kind of hope that this was going to play out differently and then it didn't and it was kind of extra heartbreaking <laughs> as a result right i think that there was a couple of layers of it um in the sense that i think almost certainly she was not given much of a choice in the matter right. um so she even if she might have been willing to just say oh fine i'll leave um and then they brought her back against her will. And, but now that she's going to be forced to testify anyway, the thing is, I think that she knows exactly that that's why he said those things. But remember that this wasn't a question of, she didn't want to stay just to be with him. That was not her perfect outcome. Mm -hmm. She had more than once said this is a terrible place for us. Let's go somewhere else together. Now, he had some valid points for why he didn't want to do that. But as far as she's concerned, this is a question of, I did love you. I wanted to run away from you, run away from this with you so we could find a place where we could actually be together without being under threat of death all the time. And instead, you said incredibly hurtful things to me in your decision to choose this place and these people over me. Well, guess what? This is what you get. 
And I think that's what she's thinking. Now, I'm not supporting her actions. I think they're still awful, um, especially since she really goes out of her way to twist the knife. Um, but, uh, and I mean, so I think that what she's doing is absolutely 100% the wrong thing. But just as far as why she feels so vindictive, I think it's really because she feels that he chose this life over her and then forced the issue by saying some really mean things. Now she knows, I think it's not like she didn't realize that that's why he was throwing rocks, but it was more a matter of he's thinking I'm coming into this thinking we're a relationship of adults. I recognize that this has been a, a troubled situation and I have proposed a solution that I think is good and you rejected it. Um, and then you finally just take it upon yourself to decide for me that it's over. And you say all of those hurtful things to me to make it happen. Um, you are choosing this life of deception and backstabbing and lies and all and and greed you're choosing that over running away with me and so i think that that's why she feels so vindictive about it now so you, we so know you believe so everybody believes that shay was sincere and that she wasn't just playing the i love you so much let's run away card do you think she really would have run away Here's oh i absolutely well i yeah, I just I wanted so. to ask Chooch first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think really she, think so. You think she was sincere? Christiana does? Um, I do. Um, now, I will PJ? I will say that in the books, I don't think she would have been. Right. PJ? What was the question? Sorry. <sighs> <laughs> I was looking for a photo for a joke. I, I'm gonna no, it's, um, I was just asking <laughs> if, you, if everybody thought that Shay was sincere when she was saying, let's run away together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was really sincere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks. <laughs> Go ahead, Christiana. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I think I've kind of made my my point, which is just to say that um, I think Tyrion's mistake, really, in all this was that uh, he recognized that this choice he was going to have to make this choice way earlier than he actually made it. But because he loved her, he put it off for way too long and he, and he toyed around with sort of maybe I should uh, send her away. Or I can tell her she's allowed to go and it won't hurt my feelings. Maybe I can offer, but he didn't actually, you know, pull the trigger so to speak because he loved her even knowing that with every passing day, it was just going to get harder and harder until the point where the only way to break it off was to just really, really hurt her bad. And I, I think it's a completely understandable way to act for him. Um, even at the same time that I think in hindsight, we can see it as a mistake that um, if he was not prepared to leave with her, he should have sent her away much sooner instead of waiting until it was so desperate that he had to make it like that. Because the thing is, remember when Varys um, 
approached her with the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, like, you know, if Tyrion wants me to leave, he can say so himself. You know, like, he had opportunities before to tell her to go where it probably wouldn't have been quite oh. so painful. I don't even know that I think that, that Tyrion was behind that. I think Varys did that. I, I think he I'm knows not say, that I'm not, was, No, 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 no. I'm not saying he did it. I'm saying that that was an opportunity he could have taken. Because remember, there was the argument later where she's saying, um, he's saying, you know, when you sent him with your diamonds and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like, it, like. I think he had opportunities that he could have taken and didn't to send her away sooner. And I don't blame him, so to speak, for, for not doing it because I understand why he didn't. But I think in hindsight, because he delayed it so long, there was no way to end it without making it very painful. And that's why she's mad. Well, the timing was twice as bad with Sansa in the, in the picture. Mm hmm. You know, I oh, think yeah. that jealousy is genuine. Why would she drag her into it? Uh, other right. to well, make it a tighter case. Well, and yeah, she made him start- sound even worse. She made it sound like he was trying to get into her bed and Sansa wouldn't let him rather than he was being gentlemanly about it and waiting until she was ready, just waiting to pounce on her. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think also one thing to consider is that having lost Roz the way we did and Varys had a friendship with her and he's got a friendship with Shay and he's been telling Tyrion to send her away and he hasn't and he hasn't. And then Varys hands her a bag of diamonds and she says mm-hmm. no. And Tyrion doesn't under, doesn't acknowledge that he had anything to do with it. And like Christiana mm-hmm. said, sends him away too late. I think that's one of the reasons that Varys is so fucking cold to him during the trial. Mm-hmm. He's like, you did this. You, you didn't listen to me. I told you what you needed to do and you didn't listen. So go fuck yourself. Good luck. <laughs> you know? Sheriff Bullock in the chat in the Q and a says, uh, Shay, I knew your feelings are hurt, but overreact much. Oh yeah. Well, let me restate too. I don't think that what she did was okay. I, okay. I think it was absolutely awful, but at the Bye. same time, I think that, you know, is anybody shocked that Shay is acting a little petty about this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, right, it has always says. been in her nature that she has been hot blooded and overreacts to things that has always been the way she is. Um, and you know, it would be foolish to expect any other reaction from her. Really? I mean, he was hoping she would just go away and, and maybe she would have, if not called back. But I, th- I think that's just the problem is that Tyrion did make a choice. He sent her away instead of running off with her. And now she's the woman scorned and she's mad. And and I'm not saying it's okay that she is acting reasonably or responsibly. I'm just saying I think that the emotions behind what she's doing are comprehensible. They're not just random or arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Dev, you were reading Mike's comment oh mike mccauley commented that he rejected the wrong bitch (laughs) (laughs) sheriff bullock says i had wondered how they'd reconcile shay's betrayal with the way she was portrayed throughout the book series how they'd make it convincing and i don't think they did maybe next episode there they'll clarify her motivations yeah i think they i think they they have justified her her motivations based on what we we've been talking about, but yeah, it did come across 
Money and revenge. (laughs) Yeah. The idea of whether she's doing it just to save her own life or that she's actually getting some sort of, she has a feeling I'm getting back at you as Mm -hmm. well, or a combination of both is still something they could do more with next episode if they. Right. Like, I I don't think they would have gotten to that in this episode because kind of the whole point was she was a surprise, right? You know, it's it's this gut punch. Um, Because the thing is too, it's not even just that she's testifying against him because she could have just said, yes, I overheard him plotting with Sansa. So I know that he was trying to do it. That could have been all she said, but then for her to take all of these really personal little details about their relationship and twist them to make him seem monstrous and like he was abusing her and how she never really loved him at all. And to just twist all of these things, it was just so cruel and could not have possibly been because she was being paid for it. Like it would be, or, or threatened even like, I think it's, it would be one thing if, you know, if Cersei pulled her off this ship and said, look, I'm going to have you killed unless you testify against Tyrion. And she felt she had no choice. She wouldn't have had to say all that. Yeah. Yep. She could have had a look that says, like, I'm sorry, but I had to a little bit more like Varys did. Right. She could have if that's how she felt. But I, I think yeah. that there's a part of her that's saying I'm getting back at you for what you did to me. Yeah, and one of the things I do like about the show, uh, notwithstanding the the editorial uh, foreshadowing, like we talked about in the uh, where they you know show the reading of the letter and the reading of the letter, but the idea of Shay talking about these things and sort of calling back to last episode where Lysa was was ranting about all the the nasty things that horrors do, <laughs> and with 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 Peter, and then Shay comes back with. Yep, I'm a whore, and this is all the things that uh, that I've done with Tyrion and and that sort of thing. So, um, yes, but it does break our our hero, and he uh, says shit. all the things says all the things that he have been welling up in him for for uh, for years and his whole life, and uh, you know, again, the the idea that he saved everyone and no one can even acknowledge it or understand it or, you know, all of that. And he, you know, lashes out at them for laughing and, you know, all of that and saying, (laughs) if I had enough poison, I would (laughs) use it all on you fuckers. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was marvelous. Um, they don't need to have an Emmy, uh, vote. I don't think, um, (laughs) Unless uh, Kevin Spacey has something to say about it with, uh, uh, yeah, House of Cards. But anyway, um, we're watching that too. Wow! Oh, I can't wait! Mm. I can't wait! I have a. I actually had a. I haven't been able to find it. The, the you haven't gotten to it, but the closing moment of season two. There's just this image of him. Stop! Stop! I'm not, stop! I'm spoiling stop! Anything. I'm not stop, spoiling no, anything. Stop! Shut up. Stop! Yeah, shut your mouth. 
Shut your mouth. PG, you're spoiling yeah, that there's spoiling a last it. episode. Yes, and he's in it. PG, I was just fucking with you. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a shot with you. Please. Yeah. There's a Please shot of him standing, him standing at a desk. Tell me. I am. If you <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you are so easy. Go ahead. I'll be quiet. Look, I'm standing at a desk, like a mahogany desk, a mahogany desk. Yes, and he's standing over it with his hands, and he has this look of power. And I wanted to take Littlefinger and paste it on his head, Ah. Photoshop it, and and have it, but I haven't done it yet. Anyway, so that was that was my job. Ah, so thanks for shouting "shut up" at me for that story. I'm glad that you got that. I'm sure it, it, you know. Went into the red for the audio, our audio engineer. <laughs> he totally peeked out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like Tyrion immediately went to his eerie uh, strategy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to confess to a bunch of other shit. Well, and then call Mortal Kombat. Wait a minute. But was anybody like me disappointed that we didn't have any of the masturbating into my sister's soup analogies? <laughs> there was none of that. I mean, we had mm-hmm. Shay talking about licking him, but. I mean, he just went for the straight. I hate all you people. I wish I'd let you die. Trial by combat. I know. It, yeah, it wasn't. Cr- it was more, much more venomous. Yeah. My God. Which, you know, well, obviously, it was. He was I, broken, as opposed to at the Uri, where he's just like, "Fuck you, people! What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Killing John Aaron. I didn't kill no John Aaron." <laughs> <laughs> well, and then at the time too, I think that you know he when he door. was saying trial by combat at the time when he first proposed that it was because he was going to choose Jamie as his champion, and then is like, right. I'm buying time for Jamie to come and get me out of this. Yeah. So, Chooch, yeah. who do you think will stand for Tyrion? Well, I want to say real quick, Nutty had a one-handed a, brother. <laughs> really quick, <laughs> Nutty did have a note in her email. She Mortal felt like. Combat. Sorry. Nicole she, just posted Mortal Kombat on me. Oh God! Um, Nettie felt like Tyrion's outburst in the court was a lot more angry and bitter, less sympathetic than the books. Then she went back and read his confession and realized, while it may not be word for word, the emotion was accurate. Wow! Yeah. Hmm. There's that. So uh, the combat. That's, good to know. That's one of the things I was going to go back and read, but now I don't have to. <laughs> well, and she actually linked to an ex the excerpt from the book. Sweet. Um, that well, first of all, you know Tyrion <clears throat> says, you know, let the gods decide. But that smirk he gives Tywin was like, didn't see that coming, did you, Dad? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> that was, yeah. fuck. That was- yeah, um, that was my note was the camera closes in on Tyrion, then on Tywin. Tyrion's face just says, fuck you, dad. Yeah. I would kind of like to see mm-hmm. Bronn versus Jamie, but not really, because that means one of them would likely die. Um, I'd also love to see Prince Oberyn versus the Mountain. And I think that could be in the realm of possibility. Things, politics, politics could happen, and that could. I don't know who it would really be, but. I would love to see that fight. <laughs> yeah, my my friend Kevin, who hasn't read the books, he I was talking to him today, and he was just like, "Well, I know Jamie is going to be on one, you know, be one of the champions, but I just don't know who for who yet." You know, and God. but he only, well, that's he only a tough has the one for Jamie, right? Like, yeah. I mean, even even though obviously he has put his neck um, out uh, figuratively um, to protect. To say, you know, he'll he'll give in to what his father wants and go to Casterly Rock and do all of that. Um, 
But is he prepared? Because think about what it would mean for him to volunteer to be Tyrion's champion. Like, that is... Bronn or Jamie? Jamie. Jamie. Bronn, at this point, is either bought off or he's not. And if he is, then he wouldn't care. I don't think. Well, but he's been giving Jamie sword lessons, too, don't forget. Yeah. So, I mean, it it really would be interesting, like Chooch said, to see the two of them square off. Oh, yeah. No, I believe that. I'm I'm just saying that... Think about what it, what now. Uh, as far as Jamie, just the decision that he would have to make about, you know, wanting to save Tyrion, but you know, talk about burning bridges, like, yeah, you know, that's that would be a pretty extreme choice. It would be he yeah. would probably have to just give up everything. Yeah, you know, being so Kingsguard, being a Lannister. I mean, you know, at this point. Besides the fact that you would be taking the side of your brother over the idea, even though you know you haven't admitted it, of course, publicly, over the honor of your son. <laughs> well, I not to mention the fact asked. that he has only one hand and might not might not survive. be very good <laughs> at being a champion at this point. Yes, yes. But yes, the idea of Braun is interesting, as we've said. Uh, we don't know if he's uh, you know been bought off or. You know, in the in the um, Shay arena, did he put him? Did he put her on the boat, and then mm-hmm. you know Shay was grabbed after the fact because you know, like they said, uh, Podrick said earlier in one of the episodes, Bron, ha- you know, is being followed because he's suspected. You know, he's a cutthroat, mm-hmm. etc. So, you know, was he followed? And even though Bron says in that one conversation, "Oh, if somebody followed me, they'd be dead." Yeah. You know. Well, uh, and the thing to remember is that what the book readers think that we know, fuck all, man. They're doing shit that is not in the books. They're they're it, they're writing new stuff. Oh, yeah. They're changing things, sure. as we found out with the Red Wedding. There's all kinds of stuff changing from little details like a hairnet turning into a necklace, or mm-hmm. you know, Sir Pounce coming back and actually being a topic of conversation on Conan O'Brien last night. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just I thought Nutty would have enjoyed that if she saw the interview, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's definitely difficult ah. because any skill that he's gotten has been from training with Braun. <laughs> Sheriff then, Bullock says maybe it'll be maybe Katniss Everdeen will volunteer. <laughs> there you go. Maybe so. Tribute. Um, badass. Yeah, but yeah, like we said, we've got you know Braun being much more in this series than he was in the book at this point, as far as true. Yeah. Know, training Jamie. So who knows what they might change or you know do with his character for the future. Um, You know, in the book, again, we've talked before about Sir Kevin not being on the show after last Mm -hmm. season. Like the, one of the things that was changed was it was Sir Kevin that talked to Tyrion about the whole uh, Mm -hmm. out of going, being sent to the wall and, you know, do this, admit to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll confess. That's one of my biggest surprises from the book, just because the, the, the role that Kevin played throughout the trial in the book was so significant that I'm really kind of surprised that they changed it that much, especially given that we have had Kevin in the show before. It's not like they would have to be introducing a brand new character. I really haven't missed Kevin. Honestly, I think they, the stuff that he relayed, I I'm fine with the way they, no, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not complaining exactly. I guess I'm just surprised because it, I, I wouldn't have guessed that they would change it that, significantly just because 
in the books, the whole thing was that like no one in the family wanted to even have the appearance that they were willing to speak to him, much less give him any advice or counsel in any, uh, in any way. Yeah. And Kevin was really the only one to kind of say, come on, you guys got to talk to him. We're going to have a trial. Yeah. You know? And so for just because in the books, there was that period, there was a significant period where Kevin was really the only one who was even really willing to talk to Tyrion. And so to remove mm -hmm. him as that character. Now I like how it works, giving Jamie the opportunity to do that instead. I, I think that's actually probably better. I was just surprised by the uh, significance of that change. Yep. And, you know, we've, we've said before, you know, Kevin plays more of a role in, in some of the later books and not having him show up here in this instance where he was more prominently featured in the books makes mm -hmm. you think obviously, well, if they're not doing it here, maybe he's not going to be there. And if he's not there, oh. then they're, what are they going to do? Don't forget that. You know, it's, it's, it just brings up the question that they've done before is okay. They're not featuring a character in a way, whether it's for time purposes or whatnot, Right. If they bring him back later for things that are important in the yeah. book series, mm -hmm. does it lessen the impact of, and you got people saying, Oh, is who is this? Why is he? Who is he? Or yeah. <laughs> will they recast him because they haven't had the actor on the show in two seasons and yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So it, it just begs those questions when, when yeah. there are these changes, but um, how about sure that crestfallen look on Jamie's face when he sees that his plan with Tywin has totally fallen apart and mm -hmm. it's just like it's almost like he's standing there with a wooden sword again and it's like i'm trying to save you and you're fucking it up you know <laughs> like mm -hmm. he tried to save the realm everybody hates him every time he tries right. to do something positive he gets treated like he's doing something wrong and it's just it's almost like we were so close terry and i would have come and hung out with you at the wall it would have been awesome Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think we'll get some of that next episode. It looks like they're going to have a scene together where <laughs> Jamie can say, what the fuck were you thinking? Dude. <laughs> well, you know, and, but like, you know, I think that we, you know, I, I think Tyrion's just going to be able to say exactly what we know was going on and not even getting into the idea of what was going on with Shay, but just this idea of, you know, for them to pull something like that, for me on, on me, like this is, I would, cause I don't, it, it's not like in, in the area where he actually had a plan to get out of this in this one. I don't think he has any idea. I think his mm -hmm. whole goal in demanding trial by combat is not to win. It's to screw up Tywin's plan. Clearly. Right. Oh, he said it. He totally, I think that's it. He's yeah. having the only fun that he can have facing his own death and that is pissing yeah. off his dad and he can't yep. get his hands on any whores right now. Like, well, you know, according to you, I've always ruined everything for you. Well, I'm going to do it one more time before I go. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Uh, Mike McCauley talking about the, the moon door. The last time we had a trial by combat, combat, uh, kind of <laughs> bummed that there won't be a moon door this time. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple more comments about Shay, but we'll, um, they're, they're not approaching spoilers, but we don't want to say anything else. 
anything further about, you know, future Shay things that. Right. Well, I'm sure we'll see more fallout from that. Like I said, this episode is clearly supposed to be the shock and yes, and and we don't have any time for fallout yet. (laughs) Let's have the awe. So, um, yeah, the, 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 so the, the, See, that just makes me think that there ought to be shock and aww. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) So that ended the episode with the declaration, the look of fuck you, dad. And uh, we get off, go off for for next season. Next season. Next episode. uh, I do not have the name of the episode. It is Mockingbird. Thank you. Mockingbird. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. uh, Katniss. Katniss Katniss will show up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes uh but yeah mockingbird that would be something with uh with peter right maybe yeah mm-hmm. little finger that's his sigil anyway that's sigil in the preview so, we see lisa going batshit on sansa again so yeah we get more lisa oh. more fucking crazy lisa. so that's that's always a good thing in my book we don't have joffrey anymore at least we can have crazy batshit lisa and the trend seems to be having her titties covered, so I'm down. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the milk mustache anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it'd be kind of fuzzy anyways. Uh, yeah, maybe they'll bring that back. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Last week we had a contest. Um, we did not have too many entrants, though. We only had me and uh, Chooch and Viv. I don't. I don't. I did it. I entered it. Didn't did I? you? I did. I I will look. I I will hold off. I thought I did. Maybe it didn't submit or something. I did not get an email from you or Nutty. um, Ooh, I did it. I did it uh, on Sunday. Well, I'll I'll say the numbers and say who won, and then you can say, well, that's what I guessed, or you were off. So um, so, you don't have my results. I'm just saying. I'll say. Yeah, I wonder what you say. (laughs) Will you be honest, or will you just say? Honestly, I don't actually remember what. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that would gods. actually be it. Trial so by the gods the, combat. Swear by the god. Yeah. <laughs> Trial by the god. Uh, so the contest was the number of references, or uh, well, not yeah, number of references to poison. <laughs> the uh, second part of the of the question, or the second question for the contest, was the sightings or mentions of the word gold. Uh, so. That was a good contest for this week. It was. Many, there were lots of mentions well. of both of those things. But how many coins were in that satchel, PG? Because I, I know you counted each one. <laughs> I said sightings of gold would be a single thing. It didn't matter how you many did? gold pieces. Because yeah. I read your description pretty pretty. I don't care about my description. <laughs> what, what about what I said on the fucking show? Take a shot. Calm down. Fireball. <laughs> it's okay. I'm fucking around. Go ahead with your this count. This is what I did because I'm the grump and I run the contest now. You have no say in this. I just fuck yeah. with you. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> fucking with you. So we had um, for poison. We actually had five mentions of the word poison. The reason I did not count his entire list of things, because some of those were not poison, unless mm-hmm. maybe you overdosed on something, it could cause a poisonous effect, but I used the word poison. So the number of uh, first gold was, there was actually four, or excuse me, three uses of the word gold, two by Davos, one by Tycho or whatever. Um, going back and forth, or maybe it was Stannis, but there was there was three between them, and then the one sighting of gold being the the actual gold that uh, 
Davos gave to uh, Salador. Poison, we had five uses of the word poison, mostly by uh, Pycelle, one, one though by, uh, one each by poison, by, by poison, one <laughs> each by Oberyn and uh, Tywin. So four and five is what I had, four gold, five poison. Our winner for our fans uh, would be uh, Nicole, because she's the only one who entered. So uh, <laughs> she she went over on gold. She had five instead of four, but that was very close. And then she had two gold, so she wins in that. Uh, for the three of us that we that that did uh, ours, we had um, I had six gold, four poison. Nick. Uh, no. What? <laughs> Why'd you send your real name when you submitted, by the way? <laughs> Viv, excuse me, as I read your name that I we did never not. did. You did. It came through as, as that. Seven gold and seven poison. I blame then- my nephew's graduation. That's all that was going on. That's actually what I voted to. I think I did seven and seven. seven, seven. If I remember correctly. So. And then Cooch <laughs> had three gold and six poison. So by that count, uh, I win, I think. So because I had six gold, which was two above, five gold. No, 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 no. Oh, that was Nicole. That was Nicole. I said that every time I won last, for the previous three seasons. Five, so I know I lost. I just went by the You were over. Yes. So I was over on gold. Uh, Chooch won on gold. I won on poison. So, split win. Right unless, Nutty, unless, of course, Nutty did, and I didn't get the email. In the yeah, she said she didn't. Okay. Thank you for counting and doing the math. I know the hell that is that job, and I'm yeah. glad it's not mine. And I fully admit, I, I mean, I, I watched the episode and watched this, the closed captions, and that's that's what I counted. But if I miss something, hmm. somebody can point it out, and we'll, we'll readjust. But uh, So next okay. week, uh, what do we want to do for next week? We have... I think we should do deaths uh, because of what was shown in the previews. It looks like, I mean, maybe not war, but there will be some deaths going on. So um, let's, let's let's do deaths as one. What was the other? What was, what else is going on? We have, um, uh, hmm. I thought I sent an email. Maybe it's, but, but, but we have, but back, 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 shit. (laughs) that shit crazy lisa uh, what can they we do could with be her throwing around the word um champion if oh gonna have to be choosing a champion hmm. champion any ideas christian oh, oh wait I, I don't know champion sounds okay to me do we want to just say like uses of the word champion Okay, uses of the word champion and deaths. Good for me. Good enough for me. Works for me. Works for me. All that good stuff. So I will do that. Um, yes, so for those who are watching or watch after the fact or listen, you go to specficmedia.com, uh, look at any of the current episode posts. There is a link to the survey, as it is called, if you go up to the top menu and go to beyond the wall, there is a description and a link to the survey as well. Uh, contest survey and you can submit. It'll send me an email and we'll talk about it next time on the show. 
And if you're still around again, Sunday night after the show, 10, 10, 15 at the latest, we will be on Google Hangout and talk about episode seven, Mockingbird. And then we will not have a regular show next Wednesday because the following Sunday at 9 p.m. at Balticon, we will have our live show. Um, and if you want to uh, submit any sort of questions that we will do during the live show, uh, you can send to btw at beckvicmedia.com or post on the YouTube page um, or the website, etc. We will, I will see those and uh, collect them for our live show. Um, I guess that's about it. Was there anything? Ratings. Oh, ratings. I know that Nutty sent her rating with her email. What was yes. that? Oh, Eight out of 10 line whores. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. Well, you know, that was actually a rating that uh, Tyrion used in the episode. He, he was saying he was more satisfied by Joffrey's than, than a, a thousand line whores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, so it's 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 an, a legit rating scale. We've seen it used before. <laughs> okay, uh, Viv, do you have a rating? You know, I think I'm going to have to go with ten out of ten crispy goats. That's mm-hmm. good. I just really loved the episode, and I think the characters really brought it, and the CGI was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a great episode. That was one of mine. Only I had eight or. Uh, Dragon snacks. Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, as nice, as, nice, as, uh, as oh. the dragon was actually flying away with the still on fire goat, it was actually bleeding like. Ah! Oh, <laughs> sad. Oh. Uh, Chooch, so what is just what, like the old gypsy woman said? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had the dragon one. I'm going to go with. Eight and a half out of ten stirring speeches. There you go. Every other scene we had. Yeah, Yara's and yeah. Christiana. Ramsey's creepy bath. I'm going to go ten out of ten. Oberyn is sexy. (laughs) Oberyn is ten out of ten. That's for sure. Mm. And he had a lot of screen time this episode. I will go with. Have I ever given a ten? Any I don't, episode? I don't, think, you I have. don't think I have. I don't think I am not giving one now. Oh, is such a tease. This was my favorite episode ever of the show. Wow. Even, even I, with the even with the stuff at the Dreadfort, which bothered me greatly. I just wow. uh, um my well, let me finish my nine point five out of ten longing glances at the Iron Throne. Um, <laughs> nice. One thing I just want to say after seeing this episode, and we've said it before, but just it just really became so clear that if Peter Dinklage wasn't an actor and wasn't in this part, oh this show would be nothing because <laughs> he is so damn good. Yes. And you know, and I'm I'm not trying to disparage the the acting talents of anybody else that's out there that is of his size, but the idea that he is this good he defines what makes the show great, you know, in, in almost every respect. And, and yeah. the show would would be so much diminished if he wasn't part of it. So yeah. I just, Oh yeah. yeah. We well, finally you know, watched like, the station agent, which is oh, now, oh on, my God. It's now oh, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Great. Oh, 
Uh, before it, I forget, so the movie um, we were just fawning over is the Station Agent. Peter Dinklage is in it. If you yes. haven't seen it, you must. Yeah. It's a fantastic character-driven story. Yes. You know, it'll be interesting, actually, though. I would imagine um, for anyone to go. Well, and I guess that's how you guys experienced it. But to go back and and watch that, already knowing how great. Um, how great Peter Dinklage is because for me, that was oh, the movie well. I discovered him in, you know, no, like no, I hadn't no, seen no. him in anything before that. It was, I was like, I was one of the haters about the series until they cast Peter Dinklage. When they cast Peter Dinklage as Tyrion is when I said, Ooh, I'm going to have to fucking watch this. I, I Cause remember. I'd seen him on some other stuff before that. He was in elf. He was in, he was in a couple of sitcoms and oh, yeah, he was yeah. able well, to play like, really so, sexy characters. He had like a really broad range. They, I, I did know about him at that point, like, you know, I had seen Station Agent before they started doing casting rumors, but I hadn't seen Peter Dinklage in anything before I saw Station Agent. Mm -hmm. But so because I didn't know about him and I and I heard about the so I heard that the show was being made and I had not yet read any of the books. And so I decided to read book one in preparation for the show and then read two, three, four immediately. Yes, we know. the um, But uh, so as I'm reading the book one while the show is in production, I'm reading about Tyrion and going, well, they got to cast Peter Dinklage, right? <laughs> I mean, how could they not? And yeah. sure enough, they did. And I was like, well done guys. All right, <laughs> let me jump uh, into the Q and a we've got uh Sheriff Bullock saying automatic minus two point deduction for the reigns of Castamere <laughs> 7.5 out of 10. Needing to move. <laughs> To use the loo. <laughs> no, yes. I actually didn't mind Reigns of Castamere this time because I felt like they subverted it a little bit because uh, Tyrion and Tyrion's gonna try to like Tyrion, you know, fuck you, moment. Tyrion's there, yes. gonna try to burn the whole thing down. So He's I gonna try I to burn down the Lannisters. Yeah. Nutty. So maybe it's yeah, yeah. So I I I didn't mind it as much this time. So. Yeah. Nutty says I give Christiana's rating rating ten out of ten. Oberyn is sexy. So she, <laughs> she's rating your rating. So we're at um, now, right? We're at like a hundred on a scale of one to ten. He's a hundred, or yeah, is okay. it twenty? Yeah. Let me get through the rest <laughs> the of these. Um, Oberyn. Uh, Nutty is asking what our she she had to leave or something. What was everybody's rating? Mine was 9.5 out of 10. Uh, Christiana was 10, 10 out, of 10. out of 10. Yeah, I was Chuch 10 out of 10. Was, yeah, Viv was 10 out of 10. Chooch was 8.5 out of 10. So I have not hit 10 yet, although this was my favorite episode. Maybe. Hopefully get one. I, I know which one could get a 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, let's evil, see. Evil, evil. The final scene brought this week's rating from six out of ten, six to eight out of ten. Says Mike, Mike uh, Macaulay. Six out of, excuse me, raises it from six to eight out of ten. Fucked over dwarves. Thank you. <laughs> that was not hard. Not hard. Not easy to say. We got pissed off whores and seven out of ten. Nicole, Nicole, very negative. Seven out of ten. Very pissed off whores. <laughs> Very effectively pissed off. Uh, responding to an earlier thing, uh, Sheriff Bullock says the awe is Sir Pounce. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sheriff, every time this is nutty. Sheriff, every time I heard the song, I thought of Chooch Rage against the song. <laughs> Chooch Play rage. something else. But she was going to say else. Rage against Rage against the machine. I was trying to figure <laughs> out what was going on. Uh, 
Aww. And Nicole says, LOL, the one time I enter, I win by default. So, yes. I think there's a lesson to be learned there, Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta play the win. And if Tim joint plays too, then that doubles your chances. <laughs> well, she doesn't. She wants to. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't. Either way, it's gonna be in their house. Stays in the family, so to speak. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, my fit. My I, I. I will close with this. Um, there was a thing on BuzzFeed, uh, an article where it has like some, you know, however, whatever number of things about Game of Thrones that will uh, blow your mind. Uh, one of which was uh, that the lady that plays Shay was a porn star, which I didn't know, which sounds like something <laughs> I should have known. And yes, Chooch, I went down that rabbit hole in, uh -huh, and she had a nose job, let's just say. Uh, well, but, uh, actually, related to that, wow! Am I the only one that thought it was really weird that they the way they did the makeup on Shay's nose when she was testifying? Yeah, she she looked really weird. I don't know what or the no, like, her nose looked. When I watched it really the second strange. time, I was looking carefully. It, um, they they put like a darker colored makeup just on her nose. Yeah, I don't know I, if they, they were trying. Looking. I don't know what's going to on there. Show that she had been. She's on the dark side. Or so my my joke that I was going to do for people that that can see is that um the 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 joke was going to be um instead of trial by trial by combat um Tyrion should have should have requested trial by duop. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the joke being that Jerome Flynn, who plays Bronn, was in a duop band in the 90s not and that is not him wow him on the, it's him on the left and how you say and he they oh, had wow. several several number one hits wow. on, on british uh he was a pretty blonde boy british uh whatever i would have had a crush on him if i'd yeah. seen him in those days that's a pretty niche thing isn't yeah. it british doo-wop charts in the 90s <laughs> Um, you only say that because you're not a fan. Robson. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Jerome just kidding. Just kidding. Um, actually, when I saw the picture, though, in the microphone, I was thinking he should have demanded trial by epic rap battle. Yes. Mm. There you go. So, oh, my Lord. So yes, that was, that was, um, that was pretty cool finding that out. Those, those are about the two of all the things about Game of Thrones that'll blow your mind uh, was, was, were those two, that he was in a duo yeah. band and then that uh, Sibyl Kelly or however you pronounce her name was, was a porn star a decade ago. So a German porn star, but like uh -oh. that. Matters. I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if that means anything. Viv. I wasn't trying to make any judgments on the type of porn it would be. No, I was just bring my only reference of German. German. Porn. Oh yeah. <laughs> porn race yeah. That one. I don't think it was that, at least what I And I think saw. you're the one that showed it to me, around. PG. I probably sent you the link to it. That, I'm uh, pretty was sure. That, the, that well, was that TV one. show. No, right? when they had this, the, oh, what God, the guy from, oh. uh, the guy from Mary for with Married Children. with Children. Yeah. The guy yeah. that played Bud, he did this web series yeah. where he was playing himself and all the bad things that were happening to him because he was, you know, he's, he's the guy that played Bud. Yeah. And one of them, he was sent to do German porn, and it was like death, shot, and you know, whatever porn. Right. Was, yeah. It was so disgusting, yeah, you guys. Yeah. It was, it was, it was really horrible. funny, though. Who funny, was the guy? Who was the other guy? 
It was uh, another uh, Patrick. Uh, uh, the guy it that was, was in Parker Lewis, whatever that guy's name is. Uh, Parker Corey Lewis, Nemec. Corey Nemec. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It was themselves. Corey Nemec and the kid that played Bud Bundy on Married with Children. It's a web series. I don't remember the name of it, but it was pretty funny. But that's my only German porn reference. And it had <laughs> <Yeah>. poop. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see anything of that with, with, with her. But uh, she, definitely, you, uh, she definitely had a, por- uh, a porn, a nose job in the last 10 years. Cause her Starving. 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 Yeah. That's what it was. Starving. Right, so that's, our, that's our recommendation. We, we should, yeah. uh, we should, uh, yes, Nicole needs to go home. Bye, Nicole. <laughs> Bye, I knew, Nicole. I knew See you Christiana week. has to go. Uh, go I to sleep now. Anything, this time. <laughs> I know, but I can't see your face, and I can't no, tell you. You don't have it. that. You don't have that tired uh, look on your face. Like I need to go to bed. Let's end this. Or when she's showing Luna to a flight. Sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of, Lu- of Luna going. I need to pee. <laughs> yeah, the other, the I other piece from- of. Uh, the other piece of uh, new or Game of Thrones related stuff is that I've fallen all also down the rabbit hole of watching. We mentioned this at least last year or the year before. There, there is a game, a, a RTS called uh, Crusader Kings Two, and there is a Game of Thrones mod for it that is, you know, they've spent years on building out. And since I saw it last, I haven't played it because it's it, the game is very dense and beyond me. But the uh, in the years since I've I saw it, they've added like Essos completely. So they have all like wow. Marine and Yunkai and Bravos and all these things over here. And you can play as Daenerys now, and you know just all these things they've added to it. And they've got all these scenarios and history of Westeros that you can try to recreate and, and do and see how you would do trying to rule the Iron Throne. And there's this series of YouTube videos of this guy who does a lot of Let's Play things around these types of games. And seriously, there is like 90 episodes of him doing this, and they're each like a half hour long of him just playing this game. And, <laughs> and he doesn't quite know the lore completely well, so he, he gets a lot of things wrong when he's, when he's talking about uh, Game of Thrones. But... It's it's incredible to, to I've watched like two or three hours or I put it on just the audio of him talking about playing the game in the background when I'm doing stuff. It's it's <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. So anyway, eventually I want to play if I can because I've watched enough that at least I I think I could I could try to get through it. So we'll see. I'm going to drag Chooch in to play too. <laughs> anyway, so that's it for our show tonight. Bib's laughing at me more than usual this episode because I'm a little <laughs> maybe I'm tired. I'm a little manic. I've been like. Ah! And um, you're fine, baby. Do your uh, thing. Thanks for watching, for listening later, watching later. Um, again, we will be on for uh, excuse me Sunday night, 10 p.m. or a little after 10. We will do a hangout, and we'll put that event up in Google uh, no later than tomorrow. The Googles. So, in the Googles. Mm-hmm. So uh, we hope mm-hmm. to see you for our immediate reactions to the next episode, Mockingbird. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Wall. Bye, everybody. Drunk dialogue. Drunk dialogue. If you'd like to send feedback to Beyond the Wall, you can email us at btw at specficmedia.com. That's btw at s-p-e-c-f-i-c-m-e-d-i-a dot com. Or you could send us a voicemail at 704 704- 315-5884 or you can comment on the web. Go to spec 
epicmedia.com and there you'll find a shiny little button to click on that'll take you right to our page. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it.